From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we've taken all of the Nintendo news out of the non-Nintendo directs. As far as I'm concerned, the fire giant can go suck a dinosaur egg. I've been playing like it's Is that when, uh, whatever. Welcome to Nintendo Me Podcast, episode 325. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about their bingo cards and what things have already happened in those bingo cards and probably won't happen whenever this Phantom Direct happens, which I think is the 29th now. Not just because some lady from IGN said it, but because if you go back and listen to other IGN stuff, knowing that it was the 29th, they've kind of talked about it secretly on their podcasts mm. that they say it's going to be a different time. There's actually a couple times that the NVC one has said that it, that it was that it was towards the end of the month without actually saying that it's towards the end of the month. Was it Alana that said? Yeah, it was. 29th first. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. But but Cat Bailey said some stuff about it too on like the last week one. Not about the specific day, but the way she talked about it made it sound like she knew what day it was. Because I think they told. Because I think they told everybody. But whatever. I mean, I just hope it happens. Tr- I trust both of them, especially Cat. Yeah. I mean, she just uh, Alana just kind of said it like so nonchalantly, like it was just like like it was public news. But she also seems to like to want to stir the pot a lot, which is yeah. fine. You know, I well, think, I I think, think that's like, cool. I think you have to. She works for Sony Santa Monica, right? So maybe it's just like kind of common knowledge around the office or whatever. You, you know. Yeah, because Nintendo calls Sony yeah. often. And Sony tells, game confirmed. And tells them when their when well, their directs are. Hey, Sony, what's no, up? No, Make sure you tune they're... in for the newest Nintendo Direct because it's very important to you. Because we're going to tell you all the updates to MLB the show. <laughs> it's the one, no, one, one horse you got in here. They speak with third parties frequently. And it's just, sure. maybe it's just one of those things, common knowledge. And she was speaking candidly. And you know, I guess I wouldn't say she shouldn't have because, you know, it's She's not going to get in trouble or anything like that, but she just maybe kind of forgot, not forgot, but, you know, she was speaking casually to her audience and, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you switch from like work brain to, to at home brain and, you know, you don't necessarily know what's going on. So oh, yeah, we're running low on fries. Oh wait. Yeah. Yep. No, I get it. <laughs> I was like, speaking of home brain and work brain, whatever, we haven't introduced ourselves yet. So people are going to be so lost on this podcast already. They've already switched to giant bomb or something else. <laughs> whatever else is popular out there <laughs> they probably switched to some other dumb podcast hey we're your hosts i'm trey broken trigger finger johnson i'm jeremy lost all respect Mikowski. i'm john pizza power knitter pizza power so yeah um we're we're recording we're recording a day late just because uh dollar I was, short i was out of town never a dollar short never we always bring the full dollar and sometimes some extra change we're just recording a day late because uh i was out of town but because we recorded a day late, we were able to, well, one of us was able to play it pretty extensively, but, you know, there's a big release that came out this week. No, I know. 
which like got a release date in between episodes. What was it you were yeah. saying on on Slack, John? That it's like the the record for the game yeah. that's been out for so long without a release date, and then it had a release date, and it was like the next week. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, the, it was the game that we've known about for the longest time without a release date, and then also the shortest time between the announcement of that date and the actual release date. So, I mean, we knew about this game since last year, and never knew the release mm-hmm. at least a year. We've known well, about I was, I was going to say I don't, I don't think it has the number one. I mean, we still don't know when Metroid Prime Force coming out, and that was announced five years ago. That's so, true, I mean... but wouldn't that be amazing though? If it came... <laughs> Metroid's like. Shadow dropping tonight at nine o'clock. You know, like what? After five years, it's like, oh yeah. And by the way, uh, June 29th, <laughs> Metroid Prime Four coming out, man. <laughs> Be oh yeah, and tomorrow, uh, Bayonetta Three. Yeah, yeah. And Pikmin Five. We skipped four. Yeah, we didn't know about this release date at all. Even though we we just learned about the window like a couple weeks ago, like three or four weeks ago or something. And then it's at summer. That was the window. Like there was no like it just right. said summer. There was no real time or anything. I'm just so glad that this game came out before the Cowabunga collection because I feel like oh, yeah. some people might have like skipped over it because of the Cowabunga collection. And you should definitely should not do that from what yeah, I've I think heard. that one comes out in July, right? I forget the release date of that one. But uh, yeah, I don't remember. It's just enough time to make this like the summer of turtles. Like I'll be playing this for the next month easy. And then by the time that I kind of die down on this one, oh yeah, back to the uh, turtles collection. Then you'll get to uh, kind of see all the influence in this one because this one's just kind of a. From oh, what yeah. I've seen so far, it's a hodgepodge of all the different. There's influences. so much. There's yeah, we're, I mean, we'll, well, I guess we'll jump right into it right now. Uh, we we all have the Cowabunga! game. We we all we all have the game, and uh, I've only played. I just played the first couple levels like just now, which took me Same. like ten minutes, but. From what I played so far, the first couple levels are this—you know—they're pretty much the same locations. It's very similar to that first arcade game. I—I I, I heard. I know. I'm sure it changes as you go through the mm-hmm. thing, and it's mm-hmm. not like it beat for beat and all that. But John's played through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah actually, so. I beat it twice, and I beat it once by myself, and then just now, like 15 minutes ago, I played multiplayer with this other guy. That was a lot of fun too. Um, I was Casey Jones, and he was Raphael, so it was like the perfect pairing. You know, the yeah, spoilers. Yeah, you got a. Well, I mean, you you got Casey yeah. Jones, which I you know is which yeah. which is the like I guess said spoilers is the unlock is the unlock you get when you beat the game, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so uh, man, I've just been enjoying this game all day. Luckily, I I got off work at, at three o'clock today, so since three o'clock until right now, it's eleven p.m. I've just been playing Turtles with uh, a, a other game or two in between here and there. But man, this has been. Like going back to Saturday morning in 1989 and just meeting up with some old friends I haven't seen in a while. I love it. That's fantastic. I think this this game does such a good job of recreating both the feel of the TV show and then the feel of the arcade game, like playing that arcade game for the first time. Uh, I'm transported to 1989. I'm seven years old again. I love it. I thought there was an actual release date for... For the Cowbunga collection, but everything's saying 2022. Okay. I thought it was like the end of July or end of June. I was thinking it was July as well. I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was in a trailer. I mean, just like random, just me, just randomly looking at it. I'm not seeing anything right now. I thought it. I thought it was like in the trailer. I guess I could just. I guess I just could look in. No, it just says coming 2022. I'll be damned. I, th- I thought. I thought it had a release date. I think. I think I confused it with the uh, fighting collection, the Capcom fighting collection, or whatever. Maybe so. Which is coming out at the end of July. I think it just got mixed, I must have just mixed, that too. mixed yeah. up in my brain. But regardless, I'm glad that the Shredder's Revenge came out before that one, so people aren't just like, like I said, aren't just like dismissing it and all that. Right. 
So you guys played, you guys both played what, like the first level or two? Yeah, I played two levels. I beat the, I beat the beat out, bebop and rocksteady. Which, who, okay, who, yeah. who have you, who have you played as so far? Have you played as played everybody, everybody, John? Yeah. Who was your, yeah. who was your first pick? Who was your favorite? The first pick was my go-to from back in the day. It was always Raphael because of, um, in terms of snarky attitude, three, the Manhattan Project. I, well, I liked Raphael a lot. I, I bounced around. I, I everybody but Michelangelo was my favorite. I never had Michelangelo as my favorite, but um, Raphael, when uh, the Manhattan Project came out, he was my favorite because he had the coolest super move. He did this drill move that would go across the screen back and forth. He doesn't have that move in this game, which I'm a little. He has like a slide thing, right? Kind of like a slide poke poke thing, like Raphael does, right? Doesn't he have a run? A run hit where he like slides on his back with the size. I watched a lot of reviews. I think so. It's all kind of a blur. But um, well, I saw it in a video that had a review on it. I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a slide move or it's a super move or whatever. But he does have a move where he like it's not like a drill, but it's kind of I don't know. Well, I picked him first because of that, and when I realized he didn't have the drill move, I was like, okay, I can bounce around and try everybody else. And so I, um, I think I, play, I spent the most time just now playing with. Casey Jones, when I was doing that online session with that guy, and he's he's a lot of fun to play with too. I think let's talk about the moves. Like there's there's a fuck there's a fuck ton of a, them. Like I, I started I started like, the game and it and it shows you like the tutorial of like 21 moves, and I'm just like going yeah. through it, and I'm like, and then I actually get to playing the game, and I'm like, I know how to punch and jump. Like it's like, I, I, like oh, should I not skip the tutorial? I was kind of in a hurry to just like play. Oh, I, I oh, yeah, it, there's it, a lot of moves. Like it, it absolutely. It really wouldn't crosses. have helped because I, I watched the whole tutorial and then by the time I got to it, I'm like, uh, uh, I can jump and hit. Like I forgot everything that I saw <laughs> just because they. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Monster Hunter. Actually, it threw so much shit at me that I didn't retain any of it. <laughs> you know, because it was just too much. It'll take a bit, but I'll say. As I mean, there's as, a lot. There's a lot in there. There's, there's yeah. way more than there ever was in any of the other previous Turtles games. And you play with it for 30 minutes or so, you really do start to feel like a ninja. Like, it's like you, there's all kinds of fluid movement in this game. They they really spent a lot of time making sure the moves were, were good. Dodging. I think that owes a lot to the dodge button, which is a really cool addition that mm-hmm. they never had in the other ones. Um, you can dodge, and you feel like, you know, just as much of a... You feel like a ninja because you're bouncing all over the place doing backflips, and it's as satisfying to do the dodge as it is to do the hit. And that says something. When I when I was watching when I was playing the first level, what I was thinking about is like how is how does April still have her jobs? She stole she stole so much equipment from this from <laughs> yeah, this, and she's smashing it up <laughs> from from the uh, from the from the channel. Like she's running around this channel six microphone. Nobody said she could take that. Maybe she bought her own equipment, kind of like you do. She's like freelance. Yeah, but I mean, but why does it say Channel Six on it? <laughs> it's I don't know. Like, it's it's, it's kind of like when you put the uh, Domino's thing on the top of your car when you're delivering. It's like, yeah, but I mean, if she bought her own equipment, she you're would gonna beat she someone would, up with a microphone, you know, and I'm you just, work for them. I'm just put saying, the if she bought her own equipment, it wouldn't say Channel Five on it. It's like it's like all the shit that Homer has at his house that says "Property of Ned Flanders." It's like <laughs> the same sort of thing. It's like, oh yeah, sure, you bought that, you know. <laughs> But I, I thought that was I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, you know, unless she's like doing her own like one man show now, where she's like, you know, like uh, doing like fucking whatever, doing like Insta streams and and shit, mm-hmm. like by holding, you know, like holding a microphone. And I mean, she'd probably just be using the phone. It does Twitch IRL. It does. News. It does make me sad to see her abuse the abuse the boom mic in that way. It's not a. It's not the way. It's not the way. It's not the way of. You've the, never seen of, Kentucky Fried movie. It's not not the not the way of the Sound Warriors. I remember that to, scene. Yeah, 
destroy that was terrible yeah i think that's my favorite thing about this game so far is just the control set it it controls so smoothly that it's just really fun to play fun to move around after i think i played it for six maybe seven hours today and uh, i'm not getting sick of it yet like it's it's just fun to move around and control turtles and figure out all their different uh different moves and one thing that i still haven't tried yet but i'd like to try sometime is you can do combo moves with the if you're doing multiplayer mm-hmm. you can do like team up moves like smash your shells together and you know there's, there's a lot of variety here there's a lot to keep you coming back um, i also think that just the overall presentation it really captures that feel of watching the show look the cartoon visuals look fantastic i like uh, you might have seen in the second level if you got to the second level it's at outside of the channel six news headquarters and it starts with a like a low angle shot of the building and then it kind of pans or tilts down the whole length of the building and it's got like a cartoon distortion to the angle and all that and then it centers on the turtle van is outside of the channel six news station and then uh some foot soldiers are stealing the tires off the turtle van and then they run away and that's how the level begins just all those little touches in there they put put moments of humor and uh, it's just so much fun. It reminds me of why Turtles was popular in the first place because it's just about fun first and foremost. So it was kind of satire, right? Satire. <laughs> it's like, well, it was like a, there was no, it, was, it wasn't satire. It's parody of uh, the Flash, right? Uh, Daredevil or Daredevil. That's right. Oh, oh, yeah. you, oh, are you talking about the comic? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I'm sure we mentioned that briefly on this show before, but yeah, the, the foot is a play off the hand. Of right like, of like the ninjas the hand splinters a play off of stick yeah. yeah and and the and the and the like the mutagen that like gets in daredevil's eyes that like makes it blind mm. and like enhances his abilities and all that 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 stuff falls through the sewers and hits the turtles like it's the same thing actually the events happened at the same time is the idea is that is that matt mm-hmm. murdoch got hit with that shit and it fell through the sewer and it hit the, the turtles so they actually exist in the Daredevil world, or originally they did. But yeah, I was making fun of like comics of that time, like the original, you know, gritty, the more mature version where they all had the same colored bandanas and it was black and white and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. funny. And my friend just lent me the the Turtles Meet Batman comic that came out a couple of years ago. And I watched them. I watched like, the movie. There's an animated movie. I, wa- I watched it on the plane. I watched it on the plane back from your house actually during after after our wedding. Watched watched it on the plane from L.A. to Chicago. I watched the Turtles Meet Batman movie, and it was pretty cool. Oh, like yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, they, they, they did a cartoon of the comic. Just makes me think, though, I kind of want one where they meet Daredevil, seeing as that's the or- origin. Sure, right? Well, I think, I don't but, know. I don't know how the licenses go. I mean, I think the Turtles and, the, and DC are c- closer linked, because the Turtles showed up as playable characters in... Uh, in uh, Injustice, in the DC fighting game, the Mortal Kombat right. one. So, I mean, there must be somewhere in the same world. Or maybe Warner Brothers, like, owns part of the Turtles or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, I mean, Disney would... I don't know. It would be interesting to see a Turtles Marvel thing, but there hasn't yet. So, yeah, the multiplayer was a lot of fun. And it was just, like, absolute chaos when I joined on... I joined on some random people. And there was six of us playing at one time and everything. And just, does it run so much going on? It does runs it, really great. It runs. Okay. It's not like, it's uh, great. it's not like that Capcom beat em up collection. Like whenever we got to three people, it just like slowed, no. it slowed down to a crawl. Not I mean, at all. That's, it's smooth. That's it's good smooth. to know. I mean, I definitely want to, I mean, you know, replayability, obviously like be able to jump in on six player matches and all that stuff. And yeah, what, there what were people jumping in and jumping out and it never hiccuped. You know, every, every once in a while there would be like, I'd knock a, a foot soldier down. He'd be on the ground over here, and then he pops over there. 
that kind of thing. Like, but it was few and far between. It wasn't distracting or anything like that. But just the amount of things going on, it's like it has that sort of Smash Brothers effect where there's just so much shit on the screen. And sometimes you get lost in it, but you don't care because it's so crazy and you're having so much fun. But but you're not going to accidentally like run off a cliff like you would in Smash Brothers when you get Correct. lost in it. You're not going to be like, oh shit, my guy's dead because I couldn't tell what was happening. Like it's you can get lost to it, lost into it more because you won't. I mean, you might get your ass beat, but you won't Plus, accidentally walk yeah. into a pit. It doesn't look like it zooms out, which is uh, part of what makes Smash so difficult. Yeah, they, they, I, yeah, yeah. I saw people talking about that, like how it. Um, how it doesn't zoom out and maybe when i guess when you're when you're playing online it wouldn't be like it would kind of show you a different framed area right like it, or does it still show everybody it shows everybody but you it does that thing where the screen locks and you can't you know progress without the other people so it keeps all mm-hmm. the same screen okay classic yep. mechanic what who did who did you play as first jeremy who was your turtle i didn't mean to but i played as leonardo because i kept pressing the wrong button to choose the turtle. oh <laughs> i think it's like i think it was like up and down right i i choose that i i choose i chose my favorite of course uh donatello it's been my favorite for years my favorite's raf and probably second is donatello and then probably leo's my third so but yeah i liked i liked leo when i played him and that's all i've been playing as so far I always thought that I don't know. It's a. I always figured that Leo was the least liked one, but it's it's it varies. I don't know. Well, for me, I don't. I I don't know. Also, because my brother and my annoying cousin loved Michelangelo, it helped me like him mm. less. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it was yeah. When I was playing with turtles with my friends, you know, everybody wanted to be Michelangelo because he's like the funny one or whatever. That's at, at right. the, I mean, when we were kids, everybody wanted that. I think that's See, why I always, I didn't thought, want to I always be thought Raphael was the funny one. I mean, w- w- I mean, when you're like nine, Michelangelo's the funny one. Because he's the ridiculous cowbunga dude, radical, whatever you know. Like he's the dumb one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's funny. Even though he's pretty hilarious in the in the. 20, I just like that Raphael was sartastic. As I used to say he's he's pretty hilarious in the 2012 Turtles. The best the best of the cartoons. Give it a watch if you haven't seen it. The animated one or the CGI one, in my opinion. I yeah, I went for, I went for Donatello. I, I think I've said this before. Like on my t- story about the turtles with my friends, like. I remember we we saw a Turtles ad for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 on NES on a comic book. And we were like, yeah, let's play as the Turtles. And we didn't know who was who. (laughs) So I thought that Raphael was the guy with the big swords. So I was like, I'll be Raphael. And then, and then later when we found out who they actually were, I was like, "Oh no, he's got those dinky ass knives. I don't want to be him. I'll be Donatello. He's got the big stick." So like that's what that's kind of how that went. But we used we used to kind of fight over Leonardo because he had the swords. Like we wanted swords. That's exactly it. Leonardo. You might be kind of the dork of the group, but he's got the swords. We were so we were kind of like going. Them. Yeah, we were going based. I think we were we were going based on weapons first. And my and I had I was friends with my my these two twins that are, well they're not twins they you know they're not identical twins but they're twins fraternal um, yeah Nick and Nate they live next to me uh was it Nate was Nate was Michelangelo Nick was was uh, Leonardo and I was Donatello and we and the fourth basically the four the the uh, ever rotating fourth chair of our turtledom was always Raphael. So it was like, nobody wanted to be Raphael because he had the tiny knives. So like whenever, sorry, I was so pissed all the time because his knives were too small. So whenever we, so whenever we brought like somebody, and then he lost one. Yeah. Whenever we, uh, whenever we brought somebody new into the group, they got to be Raphael. So I thought that was funny until later, you know, you realize that that Raphael, you know, probably at the time had the most like character development and all that, like through the, you know, I realized actually, now that I think back on it, the reason I liked Raphael because that was the first turtle I ever like the first toy I got. 
because I saw I saw the show and I think my parents noticed that I liked it, but it didn't really click with me until that for my birthday I got the Raphael toy. It was my first mm-hmm. turtle I got, and he has the one with the soft head. I used to chew on his head. <laughs> and, that could have uh, killed you. <laughs> you don't know what they put in there. I didn't care. I just, I just shoot on his head. But uh, I like Raphael. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, he ended up being the one. Like after that, I'm like, oh. I got to watch the cartoon now. And it kind of like was the gateway into like really getting into it. And then we moved to California shortly after that. And that's kind of like how me and all my cousins bonded. Cause we hadn't seen each other for years, but we all love the Ninja Turtles and we all were like, Hey, yeah, we're this, that, and the other. But then, yeah, my cousin, Rob, he, he wanted to be Raphael too. So. So you had two Raphaels. <laughs> we would just kind of no switch my, between, and, and, and uh, no Michelangelo's. we would switch between Leonardo and Raphael and kind of trade off. Cause my brother was always Donatello and my uh, annoying uh, little cousin, Rob's brother, was uh, Michelangelo. It was funny. I, uh, I We used to have like a, it was a live nativity scene, like at my church every year, mm-hmm. where you'd like stand outside and they would like drive the cars would drive through or whatever. They show the fucking Jesus shit or whatever. And um, and like my mom made me like a, one of those like the shepherds have, the shepherd pole or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. And I like broke the end of it <laughs> off and it became my... Donatello <laughs> stick. So that was the origin nice. of the of the Donatello staff is where that came from. So it was cool. It was like, oh, I even have the weapon. Yeah. And of course, if you go back to the NES game, you know, Donatello was the best one because he had the best reach of everybody. He has long reach. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the best one in this game too. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think all, all the characters are so great. I, I like that there's the non-human, or the non-turtle characters in there now, like that you pick from Splinter, April, Casey Jones. That kind of mixes it up a little bit. And like I, I think Donatello is the best one, but I don't know. Casey Jones is pretty cool too, and I don't know, there's a lot more options now. And I'm, my seven year old self is loving it because it's like wish fulfillment. You always wanted to play as these characters, and now you can. Yeah, and you get you get a nice little animation at the beginning. Even though I, it, it seemed a little weird to me because it looked a little off, like compared to the original art it does style. Look a off, and I'm wondering if there was something. Like where that's the prop that style is the property of the animation studio, and they just didn't want to involve the animation studio. It does look a little bit different. Maybe they just wanted and, to update it, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't quite look like the original '80s one or '80 whatever late '80s early '90s one. Right, and then the the song at the beginning is not the classic one from the original show, which I think I kind of like that because every once in a while, you know, like too too much nostalgia is not a good thing. You don't, want it, you, exact, you don't want it to be exact. You don't want to be exactly yeah. the same. You know. Yeah, they've updated it. There's got to be something to intrigue you of it. Like I, you know, yeah. I've talked about it before. The and in the game, the characters look a little more chibi than uh, than in the original arcade game that, or in the the cartoon show. Like, you know, what I mean, they they look like they have like shorter limbs and bigger heads, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm. That's not too much. It's enough. It's just reminiscent enough of the show while also being its own thing. And I, I'm all there for it. I think it's. It looks fantastic. It's definitely got a lot of, uh, from what I've noticed, it's got a lot of like, you know, little like Easter eggs and stuff. I'm like, oh, I remember totally. that guy, or or even like There's... even stuff I haven't thought about in years. I was just like, oh, that Vernon guy, like I remember him now. Haven't thought about him yeah. in probably like 20 fucking years, but there he is. Right now, <laughs> I remember Vernon, him, yeah. or like 30 years even. I don't know. Irma's in there. Remember Irma? Oh yeah, yeah, Irma. Yep. There's a bunch of stuff in there. I don't want to spoil it, but it's just like, I don't know. Is the robo like, is the like... robo turtle in there? The robot one? Yes. Uh, yes. What was his yeah. name? Metal, Metalhead? Metalhead, yeah. 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 It's just all, it's like, imagine your all, all your old action figures were put away and they're all dusty and then here they all are out again, all of a sudden. They're, they're all back. 
Then you're getting dirty again. That, that's, I mean, that's how I felt like about the new Masters of the Universe Kevin Smith show. Like the first couple mm-hmm. episodes, I was like, "It's my toys. They're here. Here they are." <laughs> like that's how I felt. I was like, "There they are. Look at them all." Yeah, I, it was just joyous this whole afternoon playing this game. I just felt pure joy, and I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if this is this is going to be way up there on my list. So, uh, so, so, do I get? Uh, here's here's the true question. Um, do I get a mark on my bingo card because that was a? Uh, it's right, right here. Uh, Shredder's Revenge release date didn't didn't come from the Nintendo Direct, but it came from the Summer Games whatever thing. I, I mean, I've got. I'm, I was just saying, I got a bunch on my card here that were not from Nintendo. So I feel like I'm kind of getting screwed over from Nintendo because they're taking their sweet ass time. You know, they're waiting so long that a lot of these, a lot of these that I've put on here. I mean, there's a good amount of them that already happened. Like we already got our Monster Hunter Sunbreak info. We already got our Live Alive info. We've we've got new Xenoblade Chronicles in, info. I already got. I almost already got a fucking bingo here. We just need some new Mario Kart Eight courses outside of the direct, and I'll have a bingo already without a direct. You know, it's like I kind of think we should keep it to the direct <laughs> itself. To to the Phantom Direct that still doesn't quite exist yet. What if we, yeah, what if we can go in and we can... I, I should get extra points for it. No, no editing. No editing the bingo cards. No changing. Oh, it. I was going to say, maybe like change it. five things. No, 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 no. We did it. We said it. it's in stone now. You cannot change it. You are stuck with it for the rest of the month until it were to, until whenever the next direct happens. I think it would be sure. more interesting to, to have it stick to just the direct. Okay, but I, but I also say no edits. Like you can't but that also no gives you the chance yeah. to, like, let's say they do show like uh, a sizzle reel saying uh, Ninja Turtles available now. I think you can count that. Track. That'll count. I agree. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And 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 at when they and when they showed the release date for this week, I was determined that we were going to have that that fifteenth direct that we said before. But you know, whatever. Nintendo's being Nintendo. They're going to wait. They're going to wait till everything else has been announced, and then and then here's what we have. Which is hopefully new stuff. I don't know. I realized that most of my bingo card was stuff that was already announced, you know, and then all these other directs kind of took that shit for me and whatever. I wanted to mention too about this game that it includes, like Streets of Rage 4, it includes in game invites. And I appreciate that oh, yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, there you go. Which was in, um, I mean, that's in Strikers too, right? It should be. It's not in Strikers. It isn't. I was disappointed. No. It's in Mario Golf. I- like why well, I figured it should be in all the sports titles. Like it's in Mario fucking golf. Maybe Super it's in Rush there some it. backward yeah. way that I haven't found. I don't. I don't know. But like I Super Rush has it. I couldn't find it. I mean, it's not Nintendo, but Monster Hunter has it. I know. I think you can there's do it. I think you can do it. In, Club, you can do a Mario which, Party also. Mario Party Super Strikers Stri- has invites. The Strikers Club, which is you know a different thing. You can start your own soccer team and whatever. Uh, and I'm not sure if like once someone is a member of that team. Can you like invite them to play or whatever? Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Yeah, at least in Turtles, you can invite other players. And I think honestly, now that I beat beat it once just by myself, I don't see myself going through it by myself like, again. Like, there's no reason to. You can play with randoms. You can play with friends. Yeah. And you know, you can just. It's it's more fun with a lot of people. It's more fun when there's all kinds of craziness going on on the screen. I mean, does it? I'm, I'm you know, I'm sure it brings you back to like the you know, like the old. Like the old, like two screen X Men arcade game, like when you have like the full party and there's like, you mm-hmm. know, I think that had six people or more. I don't remember how many there that were. That had six, right? Yeah. At least. I mean, there was there was Dazzler, there was, or there was Dazzler, there was Nightcrawler, there's Wolverine, there's Colossus, there's Storm. 
And Iceman, too, right? That's six. Mm. I don't know if Iceman was in there or not, but I, I think there were six. I know there's Dazzler in there, most important. Number one. I know there was more than four. Hit, chart topper Dazzler was on there. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Turtles? Because we could transition to Strikers since we started yeah, talking. Yeah, highly about recommend it. Turtles. Go get it if you have any semblance of fondness for the Ninja Turtles. I think it's the best thing that's happened to the Ninja Turtles since, uh, I guess, probably that last series that Trey liked from 2012. 2012, yeah. Certainly better than any of those Michael Bay piece of shit movies. I never saw but, any uh, of those. I mean, I didn't. I I didn't. I mean, Michael Bay, you know. He can whatever. I don't give a shit about any of his stuff. But there was the, the most I ever saw of those Turtles movies was Jess and I went to go see. We went to a drive-in in uh, in Wisconsin Dells, and we went to go see um, Guardians of the Galaxy one at a drive-in. It was cool because it's the first time mm-hmm. I've been into a drive-in in a long time. And they were actually they had two screens. Um, one was Guardians of the Galaxy, and the one behind us was Turtles. Was the Michael Bay Turtles? Mm-hmm. So I would watch some of it through the rearview mirror of the car. And that's the hmm. most I ever saw of any of those movies. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You were watching the Wii version. The Wii version, because it was a, it was a reversed, like in. Oh, deep <laughs> deep cut joke there. Deep like, cut, like uh, Twilight Princess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. But I mean, you, you've had you've been having like the best like two weeks ever here, John, because you got like you got yep. Turtles, you got your Strikers, also came yeah. out. My two most well, wanted you- games. And you're such a huge fan of the Scott Pilgrim game too, like. Yep. This this Same game company too, right? Yeah, from Bad and Bad probably a huge reason why it's Streets of Rage Four also. Same as yeah. Streets of Rage Four. These guys they they proven they're the beat 'em up kings now. Dota, I don't know how you say their names. D O T E M U dot M U. However you say it, they're they're great. They're the go to guys for the beat 'em ups. It also it also makes me want to get Panzer Paladin, which is on my list, and come to find out that they did it too. That was on my wish list for a while. I mean, that's like more like a. More like a 2D NES thing, but it looked really good. The, sound, yeah. the soundtrack's great. I think I actually might have just bought the soundtrack for whatever reason and never bought the game. But yeah, it looked it looked cool from what I saw of it. I think I got it for um because it was in my best of 2020 thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have one song from Panzer Bans- Paladin. But yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth checking out. Um, I was gonna say as far as like Turtles goes, um, obviously. I mean, everybody picked it up. Like it was, if you looked on the charts, like on the eShop, it was number one, like before it even came out. Like it was, it was already there. And I was, I was like just watching the review, like through YouTube on my Switch. And I was at, I was at work and like the people, you know, the actors or whatever, the talent was like, oh, that's Shredder's Revenge. Like you got that yet? And I was like, no, it's not out yet. I'm just watching a review of it. But people like, you know, huddled around, like, it. watching it, and, like, we were talking about the game, and, yeah, like, one of the guys, one of the talent guys, like, had just got an OLED, and he's like, I'm so excited about Turtles, like, I'm gonna play it tomorrow, like, everybody knew what it was, it wasn't like, it had already blown up, it seemed like, it seemed like everybody knew what Shredder's Revenge was, like, you don't gotta, you don't gotta explain it to anybody, they already know, you know. So. People have been thirsty for this game, we haven't had a game like this since, what, basically the, the Turtles in Time, right? I mean... We've had like there were we some like uh, games like on the GameCube. Say there's some game. There are Game Boy Advance ones that were supposed to be kind of good, but I didn't play them. I mean, yeah, there was ones that were based around like various movies and like cartoons and stuff like that. But I don't think any of them got the praise like that this one did. The only one I had a uh, was it TMNT Nexus Two for GameCube. I mean, the only reason I have it is because you can unlock the original arcade game in there. That's why I got it. So I could play it because I never had a version of that, you know. But now, but eventually I'll just be able to get on the Switch and play through in that way. But no, I'm excited to play through. I mean, you played through it twice already. So what does it take, like a couple hours or something like that to get to get from beginning uh, to about end? About three hours. Okay. And toward the end, it does get challenging, especially if you're playing by yourself. 
uh, no spoilers really, but there's a Technodrome level in there. And Technodrome is that really that really took me like I don't know six or seven tries. I kept dying. I finally got through with April, but it was challenging. So these games with beat 'em ups, they can be really easy and like you just kind of die and the game throws infinite lives at you or whatever or they can be really hard and i think this is perfectly scalable because you can play through the story mode in what you might call a console mode where they just they give you a lot of extra lives and you might you might die and see the game over screen a handful of times but it's really just about jumping on and having a good time Um, you can play that way or you can play in arcade mode which has more strict arcade rules, you know, three lives. And when you're done, you're done. So take whichever one you want. You know, I really appreciate that. If you want to go hardcore with it, you can go hardcore. Can you continue in the arcade mode? Like, could you do like, say four people are playing and then someone can jump on and take over your place by continuing like back in the old day? I didn't try the arcade mode yet. I just kind of poked around in the menu and got, oh, what's the arcade mode? So that's what okay. that is. It's harder. So I don't know if that could be true. Yeah, I, I wonder if you could put it to like, Ad continues or whatever. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's also like the, I mean, there's the difficulties for the, or difficult, you know, like whatever easy. Yeah, there was a difficulty. It was, it's like chill, yeah. okay. And I don't forget what the third one is. Yeah. How would you feel playing this game with a joystick? Do you think this is a game that might actually benefit? Oh, from, yeah. Uh, from like that'd a fighting joystick or something? Yeah. If I had a joystick for the Switch, I would use that totally. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Good to know. I mean, I have one. I could use it, I guess. Have my Wii U one. That, that I can use through the, with the G-Bros. Anyway, let's move on to um, Super Mario Strikers. Yes. John's yeah, big. Speaking of my good two weeks here, these have been my, my most wanted games on the Switch, and they came out within two weeks of each other. I mean, it's been a week. Oh. like, a, Well, not even a week, because Strikers came out last Friday. Yeah. So it hasn't right. even been a week since since then. Yeah. it To me, Strikers is living up to the hype. It's a fan. Uh, I think it's the best Strikers game that I've played. I've I find that it's really deep. Um, you know, yeah, I heard people complain about there's not enough to do in the like it's kind of kind of there's just not enough on, on menu options or, or whatever. I one I don't agree. I think there's plenty enough to do. You can do the single player and there's like six different cups and then once you beat the sixth cup, you know, there's more to do after that. I'm sure that's no surprise, no spoilers. There's a lot going on there if you just want to do the single player. And then you also have the aspect of the character customization. You can spend time just sort of tooling around with the different clothing options and combinations and fine tune your team however you want. And I probably spent a good hour or two just doing that and then earning all the different clothes, earning the different clothes for you know, winning, winning certain matches and, and you earn money to buy the clothes with all that stuff. You know, that's a whole another aspect of it. Um, I'm finding that there's a lot to keep you busy. And then, the online, of course, you have infinite entertainment value there. If you like the core game, you can play it forever against infinite number of people. And I think this is going to be one that people play for a long time. It's just deep and it's satisfying. There's a lot to the controls, as I said last week. Um, it seems like they made it kind of like a fighting game where there's a counter to every move. And so everything feels like it's just really fine-tuned and well-balanced. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, I uh, I mentioned it as my middle name, but uh, I have a broken trigger finger. Um, I overstrained my finger. I don't know what happened, but uh, this happened to me in 2020 also. Mm-hmm. But I can only I can only like bend my finger so far. Like this is actually a lot farther than I've been able to do it. This is about like halfway, but it was for a while I could only bend Basically, it. Basically, like, yeah, your finger like perpendicular. 
So like I, it, it's it, it, it kind of hurts me to hold hold the controller. So I've been kind of st- staying away from action heavy games because it's still kind of. Mm-hmm. I've been playing stuff a little bit, but not like like I I, th- I thought Strikers would be like too intense for me to to for me to handle right now. So so I've 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 been like you know I, I haven't got it yet. And also, you know, I've heard people saying there's not a lot to do on there as well because I'm more of a single player person than an online competitive person like John is. So I was a little mm-hmm. not quite sure about it, but I'm sure I'll get it at some point. You know, yeah. I, just, I just haven't. And and it, and it was like since I was waiting, I ended up buying. You know, I bought Turtles, and also Neon White came out this week as get as well, which supposedly is really awesome too. It got it got rated just as well as Turtles did. And Neon White is another crazy like action game that I probably can't play yet, but I really want to. Because it looks like this crazy, like uh, platformer shoot 'em up time trial, whatever. It's like yeah, a, I don't completely understand. It it's looks like a, a little bunch bit of like different a, genres. Yeah, looks a little bit like Mirror's Edge from the little bit I saw of it. Kind of, right. but there's no like parkour. Like I, I watched a couple reviews of that too. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I I bought it because I was really excited about it. And apparently, it runs great. It's a blast to play on Switch. There's leaderboards and stuff, and I don't know. It's a it's a crazy it's a crazy platformer shooter uh, time trial. Whatever fucking weird ass game. Or, oh, wait, really card, interested in card it. collecting. It's like it's a, it. It has card combat also, which is crazy. Like card. It's combat the person who made a uh, Donut County. Yeah, among among other things, a bunch bunch. Really, of stuff, but, looks yeah. like a completely different game from Donut County. Very it much is. so. It was Donut County, but there's a lot. There's a bunch of other shit too that, that they did. But no, it's uh, it's been one that I've really been looking forward to, and uh, I have it. I just need to. My shit needs to get healed. To, to get to it, but I mean, what has been what has been like some uh, highlights from your from your time with Strikers? Strikers, oh, um, you know, I've got a couple of of videos of like close calls and you know last minute scores, and especially with the the hyper strike, which is the one where you know you get the the special movie or whatever of you know how the ball goes into the goal in crazy ways and all that stuff. When you get the hyper strikes those come in at the clutch sometimes and, and they're worth, uh, they're worth two goals. So you can essentially be down to the last second and be behind by a goal and then still win the game. So there's been a couple of times where that's happened and, and I've pulled through and won the game. That's just really exciting. I think they've done a great job of creating systems that routinely create such exciting moments with this game to where you can pull through and, whether it's because of you got a, a random item, you know, Mario Kart style, you get, get the star at the perfect moment, uh, or you just find yourself in the right corner open in the field and you've got the, the hyper strike orb so you can get that hyper strike. Or if you've just like balanced your team correctly to where now you've, you're able to pass the ball to the person who is the best the best at shooting and get that goal. There's just so many avenues that they've created to have these exciting moments again and again. And that's, what's going to keep me coming back to this game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you were talking about last week, how it sort of like balances itself out. Like if you attack mm-hmm. one team, a certain amount of times, like they get an item right yeah. to kind of like rubber band. Yeah. If you, if you attack, like if you spam the attack button, which you can do then, uh, and, and you attack characters who don't have the ball, then the audience sympathizes with the other team. They'll throw out uh, a free uh, you know, item for the for the other team that's being attacked. You have to only hit uh, people who who have the ball or are within a couple of feet of the ball. But th- they just thought of everything to keep make sure to make sure that the game feels balanced and feels well tuned. And I'm excited to 
see what they do with the game. They're going to continue to add to it, continue yeah, to balance it. Uh, I, I want to see where it goes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was kind of. I was also kind of waiting to see. Like, I was like, what was what was the, what's going to be the first update? Which we might, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. We might see that in the direct whenever that happens. Yep. But uh, I, I've been watching. You know, I watched some stream of it, or I've watched people play it on YouTube because I'm not allowed on that other channel. Well, I am now. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm back. <laughs> they, back. Love, they love me back. But when I got banned from Twitch, I actually was unable to use Twitch like at all to even watch anything. So I was oh, like, wow. oh, like they completely they completely ban you from everything. So. But I was so I just watched like some game explain live streams or whatever of it. But uh, I, I saw like all the different characters have like different special kicks and stuff like that. Like yeah. who's your fa- who's your favorite? Like oh, Peach is the funniest. There. She's the one who does Peach the heart, the... right? It does like the heart. Yeah, because she draws a heart. The, yeah, and she basically enchants everybody. And if you do it perfectly, you enchant the goalie who gets heart eyes and just turns around and softly lobs the ball into just let, the goal. Just lets it. Oh, it, I, oh they actually yeah. throw it in on their own. Wow. That made me laugh the first time I saw that. That was so funny. And then the other the other people on the team, if they're close enough nearby, they'll like sort of their hearts will swoon and they'll spin around like they're like just in love. Like everybody's just everybody's in love. Wow. Yeah. The, I, I, I've seen a lot. And there's like, of course, there's Wario with the with the garlic and farting and like he hits the ball yep. with his butt and all that stuff. Like it's very. Yeah. When he gets a goal too. One of his funny ones is when he scores, it'll cut back to him just running in slow motion through money that's raining down from the sky. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> running in slow-mo with that money all around him. This Oh, that that's one other thing I want to say about this game. It just gets characterization like perfectly, whereas some other Mario games can seem a little bit cookie cutter. This one is like there's so much little there's little animations all over that really help to make it feel like these are real little characters out there on the soccer field they all have their own individual personalities such as like boom boom getting mad whenever when someone gets a goal on him and he'll like kind of exasperatedly throw his arms out like oh like he's like he's yelling at a ref or something like come on come on ref (laughs) there's all kinds of little charming moments little animations in there as far as showing all these different mario characters this, this might be a game that's at the top of of showing off their individual personalities and making them seem unique. And then you've got the whole striker's edge to it, where it seems a little bit more punk rock, a little bit more dangerous. And I think Mario, these Mario sports games could benefit all from having their own unique style like that versus just being just, just Mario. Like I want to see what's unique stylistically about Mario golf or Mario tennis. Like they should each have their own little attitude or, or flavor on top of it. I mean Mario Golf you can use special moves to blow people up I guess and you can run some if you choose to choose that path which mm-hmm. I don't but I mean that's kind of that's kind of what you have on that on that front yeah I'm still kind of I do want to check it out for sure but it's a uh... Yeah I think you know while while your hand is healing sure you know don't don't get the game but I think once your hand feels better you owe it to yourself to get the game like don't wait for any updates or whatever I think you're going to find this is perfectly charming a lot of fun and there's enough to do in the single player if you just want to do the single player. Yeah. I mean, it would be like I would probably play online a little bit. It, it depends on what they do. Like, if they do, like, you know, like Mario Golf, like, kept spoon oh. kept spoon feeding me stuff, like, every so often. And then I would jump back on to play. Like, they would be like, here's new levels. Here's new characters. And now it's, like, new outfit every month. And that's mm-hmm. enough for to keep me. To keep me so that's another thing I could talk about is the Strikers Club, which is, like, their, basically their version of, say, like, you know, my other comparison is Rocket League. You, you can join teams on Rocket League and all that. But you can 
I've created a Nintendo main team. So anybody who wants to join the Nintendo main team will put the code in this week's episode. Yeah, I'll Maybe put it, in, I'll put it in the details, sure. Just, yeah, make sure it's... Well, I think it's, in the, second to find I think, it. I think it's in the community page, too. Yeah, it is on the community page. Now, now, like, if you're if you're all in the same club, it's like, basically, you can kind of, like, work for each other, right? Like, like if you're... Any, if, any, if anybody's winning in the club, like, m- like points go to the club? Is like is that how it works? Yeah, like, that's, how wanna, I understand. Like that's how I understand it. Like, asynchronous yeah. uh, co-op, I guess, sort of. So... Yeah, friend of the show, Jesse, joined the team yesterday. And so he's the first one to join the team. And so I'm, and also the season begins in like four days. There's oh. seasons to this game, which I, I still don't quite understand what a season is going to entail. I guess we'll have like rankings and and you know, maybe we could be the number one team in the country or something like that. <laughs> We're going to see in yes. four days what, what you, a, and, uh, you and Jesse, you could do it. I believe you can do you. it. Yes. Believe in both of you. And when any other Nintendo Mutant fans join the team, you know, you can share in our glory. So come on over. But I'm looking forward to, in four days, seeing more of exactly what the Strikers uh, Club is, is going to entail. The code, I'll read the code on here, you know, just for people listening. Sure. It's 5LHPBXB. That's 5LHPBXB is the code for the Nintendo Main Strikers Club. So there you Come go. on and join the club, and, and I'll, I'll write it in the I'll write it in the um, description also. Join the club, join the Nintendo Fun Club today. I mean the Nintendo <laughs> Main Strikers Club. Join that club today. But yeah, no, that's cool. Definitely. Is that all you want to say about Strikers for now? I can talk a, a little bit about my, about my uh, preferred team that I've built. So I found that I'm gravitating toward having well, Luigi. Luigi is my favorite Nintendo character, so he's my captain. Oh, captain, my captain, Luigi. Um, but then. I have Bowser, and usually I'll do Toad. Toad is the speedy one. And then uh, I have a good shooter, which is I'm switching between Yoshi and, and Rosalina. That's what I found. That's th- those are, you know, Bowser has the strength. Luigi has sort of the starts as sort of the all around, uh, all around character. But I've gone and I've tweaked their, their statistics based on their personalities throughout other games and stuff. So I, I upped Luigi's passing ability because he's a good number two. Uh, I have uh, Bowser. Good assist. <laughs> He's a good assist, right? Yeah. Um, I have also, I put Toad as a good passer because he passes long messages, such as Princess being in another castle. Or, or the extra lives in Galaxy where he sends you right? a message, right? Or, was, or he would hand it to you from being. Mm-hmm. Rosalina, she's a shooting star. So she's good at shooting. Yeah, Rosa, Rosalina looks like a fucking superhero from what I've seen. Like she's oh, she's really yeah. like she's got that like Phoenix energy from like the X Men and all that. From what I've seen on the on the streams, yes. like she's kind of got that floating superhero mutant whatever thing going on. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I, I like she's I got like a little way, like Miss Marvel thing. I like the way she's uh yeah her um her perfect. Her, her hyper strike she actually kicks it around the earth by the way the game is taking place on some sort of floating orb in outer space so she kicks the ball and then it goes all the way up and it circumnavigates the earth it comes back and lands in the goal that's like a i mean i i'm sure I, hopefully they you know the 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 uh, dc injustice games that i mentioned earlier the, the mortal Kombat guys made it like they had special moves like that where like superman could like punch somebody through the moon and then like push punch you back to earth and all that this this kind of reminds me a lot of that because they have super moves that are like 
really stupid like that, where like Batman will go get his Batmobile and run over you or whatever. But the superhero ones are hilarious because yeah, they'll take you and like run you through the moon or like throw the sun at you or whatever. Like they went, they really like aimed like for a eleven on it, and that that reminds me <laughs> of that. Which is like, let's be as stupid as we can, you know, especially for like the you know like the super the super types and all that. So that reminds me of that, but that's cool. I like that. I like that super over the top. It's like like uh, they did that on GameCube a lot. Like Mario Power Tennis, like had stupid mm-hmm. stupid over the top power moves that you could do. Like there's one where like Waluigi like puts like plugs in his ears so he can swim across the tennis court and like return the. It's so stupid, but it's <laughs> but it was but I had a I had a good time with it and I beat it too. I remember beating that before the other one came out before Aces came out. Yeah, so I've got two games now that are going to be my permanent rotation. And I'm having, a, I'm having a good time. That's good. I'm glad that you've been playing because I haven't that much. Um, I'll talk about my stuff because it's not really that much. Like I said, my, my trigger finger's broken, but I've been playing a lot of Switch sports because you can do that with one hand. And I've, uh, I wanted to, I, I never got around to it, but I was going to make a joke on Twitter. Also, didn't get around to it because it's also hard for me to type on my phone. So I haven't typed. Also, I haven't typed on my computer either, really, because it hurts. I was trying to trying to come up with a joke about like how you can measure your your old age depending on like how well you can golf or how well you can bowl sitting down because I I got really good at bowling reclining on the couch even <laughs> where I can nail strikes like just kind of being like you know so I was doing I was doing a bunch of that because I didn't have anything else to do but I I wasn't able to do anything else and I I got the robot suit which is cool there's a new robot suit that actually I think happened in between episodes right because I remember Jeremy. I remember Jeremy saying that there was nothing to unlock, but then like the next, no, that was two weeks ago. Never mind. They've been putting out new stuff like every week on Switch Sports. But you can get this cool robot guy. I unlocked like the robot suit. And if you unlock the squirrel suit before that, you can be the squirrel wearing the robot suit. Or you can be like the robot head wearing other outfits and stuff like that. So you can do dumb shit with it. Like right now, I'm like the robot wearing like a pink jumpsuit with like pink sunglasses, but like a robot head and like robot body and all that, but wearing like a pink hoodie like it's it's stupid but it's fun it's fun for me to like <laughs> to mix all those uh unlockable suits around and all that stuff so i've still been playing still been jumping on that and doing doing the online the online stuff to get the extra shit still just playing bowling more than anything else because that's the one i'm actually good at i did the little the little games that i did play is i played i've been playing uh star wars knights of the old republic because it's pretty chill it's pretty chill like kind of slow uh, rpg so i can play that because it's not really you know it's almost it's it's borderline turn-based, really, like the game is. And I ended up defeating the Tatooine level, and I got to the Sith planet now, which is cool. Like, that was one of my favorite things from that game, is you actually get to go to the Sith Academy, and you get to the, learn the the ways of the of the dark side and all that, because you can go however you want to. And I really enjoyed that, because, you know, there's stuff that... That's what I, that's why I learned about how you become an actual Sith Lord. And for, you know, there's all these idiots in the world that don't like The Last Jedi... But what I say is Ryan Johnson knows Star Wars better than J.J. Abrams ever did because Kylo Ren took the path of the Sith by killing his master. And they said that in, in Knights of the Old Republic. That's part of how you become a how, how you become a Dark Lord of the Sith is by killing your master. And uh, what's his face? Uh, Palpatine did it too. So I was like, when I saw that movie, I was like, yeah, finally, somebody actually knows something about Star Wars because J.J. sure didn't. But uh, <laughs> didn't Vader do it too? Vader, well, he tried to. <laughs> he tried i mean he tried to kill obi-wan but yeah but you know i mean it, it's cool like uh i really enjoyed that part to see the other side and uh jess and i we were because we've been watching the obi-wan show and all that and jess is like you know ev- like almost every sith person is always an ex-jedi like they're always they never just start a sith they always are on the jedi and they go to sith, and which is true most of most of them are 
And when I got to the Sith planet in Knights of the Old Republic, like they're like, oh, hey, you're a Jedi. What's up? And I'm like, oh, you don't think it's weird that I'm a Jedi? And they're like, oh, no, we see Jedis here all the time. And I thought that was funny. They're, they're kind of joking on what Jess was saying about like how, yeah, most Sith people are Jedis that are just fed, fed up with the with the Jedi world. And they go there to, to learn, you know, to learn to kill Jedis and all that stuff. But no, that game's still a lot of fun. And it's even though my finger's broken, I can still play it, which is cool. And I've been having fun with it. I mean, it's like I said, it's pretty, it's pretty slow, chill game. I get to, you know, get to walk around Star Wars planets, and it's fun. And I'm, I still got that killer robot in there, and he's still hilarious. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a part where you, uh, where, where you're in the Sith temple, and this guy's like, you know, he's like basically like tearing, you know, his, his students. He's like treating them like shit, telling them that they're like completely worthless, and they're, you know, like the biggest failures ever. And he asks you like what to do to them. He's like, should I kill them? Should I like? make them piss themselves should i like force pull their clothes off and like humiliate them like that and 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 the robot like right when they ask you the robot's like well i think you should kill him in this way and do this you know because he's the ultimate dark side robot and he's funny i got a kick out of that oh and also uh speaking of things that maybe i was putting strikers on hold a little bit about is that you know monster hunter sunbreak is coming out in a couple weeks and part of the Capcom presentation, they showed that there's a demo out now for Monster Hunter Sunbreak. And I did download that. And I did like, I tried playing it, but it's a little bit of it's too much. I can't like do, cause I, cause I play with the, I play with the light bow gun. So a lot of it's trigger and like I said, my trigger mm-hmm. finger isn't working greatly. So I wasn't able to do that well, but I did play it just because I wanted to see some of the new levels from the new Sunbreak game. And so I did play, there's basically, there's four four that you can try. The first two are the same in the other demo, but the last two are, are new ones for Sunbreak. So I tried the third one, which is like pretty hard, and I think I could have got through it if my finger wasn't fucked up. But I, I was just playing around with it at work, and it was cool. It what, what is really weird is if you want to download the demo for Sunbreak, you actually have to do it through Monster Hunter Rise in the eShop, which I found incredibly confusing. So you ba- you basically have to go to where you would go to for the original Monster Hunter demo. And then they give you two options. They give you the Rise one and the Sunbreak one. Because I couldn't find it. Like, I was just trying to find it under the Sunbreak where you buy Sunbreak and it's, like, not there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I had to look it up online, online and that's how you find it. But you can play all this stuff online, multiplayer, you know, try it out. There's some cool little, like, tutorial stuff in there, like, to help explain stuff to you a little bit better than it did in the regular game. And I also noticed there's, like, an arrow around you now that shows you which way to go to get to the monster that you're trying to hunt, which helps. Like, that wasn't in Rise. And also, of course... A big difference is now you can just run directly up walls instead of like doing the doing the wire bug and then run up run up walls and that feels really cool. So that was fun to do that. But I'm excited. I'm really excited about playing Sunbreak. So I, that's that's been. I'm kind of starting to get to the you know get to the hype get to the hype mode about that because I really loved Rise and I just want I just want more. Just give me more Monster Hunter shit. I just want more Monster Hunter, Hunter, Hunter shit to do. And you have to start at the beginning again and unlock everything. And I'm all for that. I mean I'm here for that. So. I'll put another 100 hours into into Sunbreak when it comes out. So I'm super excited. Oh, and uh, maybe I can get it over after break. But I actually got a new record in the mail today. I bought a record, another Ooh. video game record. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back and talk about, talk about it after break. You going to leave us hanging in suspense? Yeah, I don't want to go get it right now before the break. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it later. But yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Well, at least turn the motor off. doesn't need to run the whole time. Um, yeah, I can talk about what I did pretty quick. Um so I played a little Turtles, as we talked about. Um, but mostly what I played this week was a little bit more Elden Ring, but I actually couldn't play that much because it wouldn't work. Oh, no. Come to find out, um, there were some problems going on in Steam. I didn't completely know what it was. Pe- 
some people were saying steam was down and it might have been a maintenance thing and it just happened to be on uh tuesday which is the day that i normally like just video game like crazy so for whatever reason i was a little disappointed i ended up just like watching tv all day but uh turns out i needed to not only uninstall elden ring and reinstall it i had to uninstall steam so it was a whole thing but now it works again oh no luckily i didn't lose any of my progress i mean they've got a really good cloud save system on steam so that's helpful but yeah still suck on that fucking fire giant um i fucking hate him (laughs) he's one of the worst bosses in this game can you get like an ice hammer or something to just I, I, I don't know. You, you, there's probably no like elemental or whatever. Like, no, Elden Ring doesn't work like that. It's not like Pokemon. You can't just get like no. a, a get a water type sword and nope. hit him with it. <laughs> there, no, there's no logic like that in this game. In fact, there's like one enemy that I was getting a bunch of experience points off early on. That was a poison enemy. It was weak to poison, so it would poison itself and it would die if you like knew what you were doing to like trigger it in the right way. So yeah, really stupid. This game is cool, but yeah, it, it's not. It doesn't follow the logic of other stuff you've played usually. But anyway, I can get him down to about twenty five percent health, like nearly every time. So I'll get him down to twenty five percent, and I'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to use a rune arc, which are a finite resource. I only have like twelve left now. I'll be like, I've played him a few times. I get him to twenty five percent. I'm going to use my rune arc, which is going to make me approximately ten to fifteen percent stronger, and I could probably kill him. And then he'll he'll kill me really fast, like. I just fuck up. I always fuck up because I'm too nervous. So yeah, I just I, I put a lot of time into it. Eventually, I was like, you know what? I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to respec. I respect. I was doing a lot better, but then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to look up a good respec for the way I want to play. So I use my very last larval tier, which is the last item I have that, where I can change myself. So another finite resource. And um, I did an internet build that is good for strength and spell casting, which is what. That's the way I've been playing the whole time anyway. Um, that led me to go back to a level I'd been to before, find this sword I had missed. And then I went and I leveled the sword up a bunch. And I'm basically back to where I started. I, I'm getting just as far on him and getting killed the exact same way. So whatever. I'm, I'm trying different methods of doing different things. And maybe I just need to grind more. But um, I mean, I will say it's been, it's still fun. Like, even though it pisses me off, like I'm having a good time. And I feel like... So, like, basically, once you get him down to 25%, he gets pissed off, he rips his leg off, and um, then his a big giant eye grows on his chest, and you basically got to try to hit the eye, you know. So that 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 part follows logic of other games. It sounds like Star Fox. Yeah, it's really hard to do, though. Blinking red thing he's, appears, shoot. Multiple he's moving times. a lot, and pretty much every attack he does will one-shot you. And so it sucks. I hate it, but whenever I do eventually beat it, I'll be so happy. And I'll also be, as uh, I was talking to Hutch on Twitter a little bit this past week, and he basically said I was at the... He beat it. I saw, I yeah, saw he, he made it. it through. Yeah. He told me I was at the the big boss that is... That's that's where it all cascades to the end of the game. So I'm so close. I got to beat this fucking fire giant, and then maybe I can just kind of take a break from this game again. But right now, I want to kind of finish it, and then I'll take another break. But I want to free myself up for some more fun stuff so i'll probably play a lot of turtles this week that's my goal and i think i might get neon what was it called neon white neon white yeah i'm probably gonna buy that because i'm super duper intrigued by it and and speaking of what i wanted to say about like the the guy did a donut county but he also did what remains of edith finch and the and the unfinished swan 
which were so both really cool first person like all over diff- the place. different games yeah. so i think that's just the publisher though annapurna is the publisher of all those ben Eps- uh, well according to nintendo life ben esposito was the person that worked on unfinished swan what remains of eden's fish okay. and donut county and neon white it's according to nintendo life's review gotcha talented guy yeah, Unfinished Swan was really cool. I, I played it on PS3, but it was like all white, and you would like throw you would like throw paint on the wall to like kind of create like Define a 3D world. world. But it was first person. It was really neat. Like I had a lot of fun at that game. I remember that one. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that's what they were saying. Um, and also, he even did like a was it Sonic Dreams Collection, which is like a which is like an OSX game where you it, is, it was really weird. I'm not even really sure what to how to what to think about it or what it even means. Look it up on your own and and, and come back homework homework for next uh, next week. Take take a look at that. It's weird. I dream that fun, frontiers will be good. How about that? My one little uh, bonus this week. I've been real life Stardew Valleying. So yeah, I've got a garden going really? and stuff. Yeah, you got a real garden. That's cool. And I learned this week that you got to water your crops every day. I didn't think I needed to because I thought it was <laughs> going to rain and stuff. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I thought in in games you just did it if you had to, but Oh no, you gotta do it every day in games too. I went out to water my garden yesterday and my uh squash plant and my zucchini or my squash plant, my cucumber and my basil were all just basically laying on the ground like Ugh. I'm like, what the fuck? So I watered them and they're all like doing okay again, but I think we're, I almost we're killed dying them. A, dying of dehydration over here, man. Come on. I think I damn near killed them. Make I mean the but I went outside today. And even like the weeds that are growing in my uh, driveway and stuff, like up through the gravel, they're all just like, like laid on the ground. It's been so fucking hot, and uh, there's been no rain. Oh, it's and- stupid. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. It's it's just like dick in your face. Like it's summer now. Like yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's just sad. like three. It's like it's like first day in, and it's like eh, it's like already out there. It's like dick's already out. It's like summer dick is already flying. Put your dick away, summer. I have to ro- run my hose for a while because it's just from the hose, like being exposed to the sun, like water in it's so hot. That I have to like let all the hot water out or I'm going to kill the plants with that. Like it's going to be like cooking them. So it's just got to like spray all this hot water out. It's like steaming. Oh yeah. And then eventually it's like back to the cold water and then I can like water the plants. But yeah. Uh, but like I saw a toad. So that was cool. You know? So I've been out there touching grass. You guys can do it too. You know, people who are listening, I've been out there. Uh, it's not exactly inviting, it's so hot and dry, but it is kind of fun doing something I love to do in games in real life. And uh, yeah, gardening's fun. You know, I like real life stuff too. I mean, I've been I've been out working, but thankfully everything I've been doing has been indoors, so I haven't like had to work work outside. But I did like you know I did do the laundry like when it was a hundred degrees, and I was like, I mean, I was like going to a laundromat, but still it was you know I went I went to I went to Wendy's and got an extra large like iced tea, like just a giant one, just mm-hmm. to drink to make sure I don't didn't pass out from the. 100 degree and i've been wearing shorts which i don't do normally but those shorts that i bought for abu dhabi bringing them back because it's 100 degrees here so you know making that work but yeah no i'm glad that i'm glad that you got the garden started i remember you were talking about doing that and you know are you going for most of the food shit. or you doing yeah, like flowers just, and all tablets? i got all i got is tomatoes a few different peppers basil cucumbers squash celery i think that's it for now and uh i'm gonna probably grow some more herbs like a little bit later but uh yeah uh the all the tomato plants are about waist high they're doing really well i've been you know following like advice and on pruning them and uh just trying to take care of them and uh tomatoes actually thrive on being dehydrated sometimes if you give them nice deep roots which i also did that and then pepper plants love hot weather so 
actually my toad hangs out my friend the toad hangs out by the pepper plants he lives over there so he's keeping all the slugs off and stuff it's pretty cool nice. makes sense as your an extension of your your cooking abilities that you'd be growing food now in your garden and oh yeah i look forward exciting. to it then you can make uh, a super duper fresh from scratch i'm gonna try to make some grown. hot sauce and i'm gonna make some uh definitely make like salsa some tomato sauce and or some salsa and pico like that. Yeah. whatever maybe some pesto yeah there's there's some options pickles nice i, like I pickles. did pickles last year but i didn't grow my own cucumbers but this year I'll, i'm gonna try to grow my own and then pickle them i only made like the like the quick like japanese pickles like that type of thing i didn't do like the like the whatever i forget what they're called but i i eat a ton of them not not the ones that, there's like the one you can do like the fast salt ones or whatever i did some of those right but, but yeah but uh, yeah, if that's uh, what you've been doing, let's take so, a break. I actually have, before we take a break, I actually have one more thing uh, one that I've been more playing thing. That, re- that, relates to, that, that relates to what Jeremy was just saying. I've been doing Stardew Valley because of the, oh, hey. the free trials. Nice. I was going to oh, say, cool. like, you're the only one who doesn't have it. So yeah, try it out. See, see, what, uh, see what the fuss is about. Jeremy's yeah, I like it. it. I've played it for probably three hours so far. And I imagine I'll eventually. Oh, you definitely like it if you play it that much. Yeah, it's on sale for twelve bucks now. So I don't think I, it. I think. Yeah, I well, think I'm in. Oh, it is. It is on sale. I was gonna say as to, when we were talking about uh, uh Elden Ring. It's like completely off topic, but uh, there's like a big sale going on in Europe right now where uh, Dark Souls like on Switch is half off, and that's supposed to come here eventually, probably after the direct or whatever. So maybe you can get that and try it out when you're done with Elden Ring. But no, uh, yeah. I, I've been wanting to. Uh, I was telling Jess like we, you know, we should try like doing some multiplayer because they have. Uh, I got them Stardew Valley. I have it. You know, we can try to play some multiplayer in there. We haven't gotten around oh, to I it. Forgot you can do multiplayer on that one online. What Jer- do you do? Jeremy and I did it. What do you do? You like, like go fishing or something? You farmed. I mean, you farm together co-op co-oply. Yeah, or you can just go in on your own and play when the other person's not around. And you just do the quest together. I think you share the quests. But you also like form your own relationships. Okay, so it's like Animal Crossing, where later on somebody's going to be like, because Jeremy visited my farm, they'll be like, "Oh, what's Jeremy up to?" They'll, they'll talk about you, that kind of thing. Probably not. It's more like uh, they might ask about you. I don't know for sure, but most likely you're just going to have the standard one-player like relationship quests with the different people, and whoever gets there first has a choice to marry out that person if they want. And then I think you can also like uh, either become roommates or partners or marry or whatever i think you can do that with each other as well if you share oh, okay. yeah i wanted to try it out just to try i mean try to show jess how to play because they really wanted to play it and i didn't i you know i don't know i don't know what to do i haven't played like it for that long like, but yeah There's it's like got so much depth it's so dumb how much depth there is to that i mean that's why i love it yeah i mean well you, yeah you know i mean you yeah you've replayed it multiple times on different things it's in my top it's probably in my top five favorite games of all time easily so, i could see it I could see it. Uh, I, I could see why. Just because, like, you know, I was I was just cleaning up, you know, I, I got the farm and it's all a mess. Obviously, there's stones and plants and things all over. And it's uh, taken me a couple of days to weed most of it out. I haven't gotten everything. But after a while, I was like, I'm kind of just enjoying chopping these plants down, and, like chopping these stones up. And something about it is just so meditative and satisfying anyone who played animal crossing could could see the parallels and could see yep. why which when i you know when animal crossing came out for well for switch i'd played before but i played animal crossing before but i basically attacked it just like i had animal crossing where i was like mm-hmm. 
I want to figure out how to min max like my resources is, to like do my the life. best. Yeah. Right. To get to get the most resources as quick as possible to where I can just relax and enjoy it, which is kind of counterintuitive. You should just enjoy it the whole time, which I did the second time I played it. But yeah, I, I was sort of on a mission the first time. Cool. All right. Well, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about all the non-directs. Well, maybe not all of them, but you know, like our favorite things from them. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Back, we're back from the break, and here, anticipation. Speaking of music that we did in between, here we go. This is my new record that I just got. Just got it today, unopened. It is the soundtrack to Goo. the world of Goo. Ooh, that's a good one. I just I saw it, and I haven't bought I haven't bought a, a video game soundtrack on vinyl in a while. And I saw World of Goo, and I was like, oh, but I love World of Goo. This is a great. The soundtrack is really really good. I've listened to it many a times. Kyle Gabler. Interesting thing. Uh, some of the music from this was actually 
one of the one of the makers, one of, one of the people who made it, um, they had actually they did like some short films, and some of the music that's in this were actually used in their short film before World of Goo was created, which I thought was cool. So that it existed, it was written for another thing, but then brought onto World of oh, Goo. Okay. But the music, the music I thought was really really good for that game. It had this great like dystopia and like depression to it, but kind of cute because the goo people. But yeah, there's still kind of it was like a little upbeat and catchy from time to time in its own like visible way it has but it has this nice like slow sadness to mm-hmm. it though like I, it's almost kind of like final fantasy 6 where like every song has this sadness to it that kind of carries through the whole album you know and that's how i probably you know what i've liked you know i love dystopian stuff so i mean yeah it's great even though some of it wasn't written directly for the game it was written for other stuff but still it's fucking great like all the way through mm-hmm. like someday in the future they're gonna laugh at how everybody here loved dystopian stuff so much not realizing they were already living in a dystopia. I, I realize that. I know that. Okay. That's why I like it. I like depressing things because we live in a depressing world. So it's essentially contemporary music. Sure. <laughs> but no, it, it's really good. I, I mean, speaking of records, there was also, I got an email and I still feel bad about not getting it, but God, it was so expensive. They made a, they made a record of uh, the soundtrack of uh, Lacrimosa of Donna of Ease 8, but it's like a hundred, it's like over a hundred dollars. Because it's like seven discs or something like it's mm. ridiculous, but I wanted it so bad. But I'm like, I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I just can't justify. Even though I love that soundtrack so much and I want it, but I'm just like, I don't know if I can really. I don't think I can justify spending that much money on a on a video, you know, on a on a video game soundtrack on. Well, well, you listen to it for an an hour for every dollar you put into it. I mean, I love that. That soundtrack is incredible. Like the, the soundtrack is very very good, and I paid like I don't know, like thirty forty dollars for the digital version of it so i did i have bought it before you know so this just was like ah because you know ease 8 means so much so much to me it was just kind of like oh my god i really want it but it's so expensive i was just like you know yeah i still i still like i'm still like oh but i could still get it no i'm not trying to one thing i forgot to mention and this is just for the viewer's own good is that street fighter 2 is available for free in the capcom arcade stadium i got that this week so if you have Capcom Arcade Stadium, which is a free game anyway, log in there and claim your streets, Street Fighter 2 uh, for the next couple of days. I don't know when it ends, but it's if available for free. If you're not like me, who's played Street Fighter a million different times on a million different systems, you can mm-hmm. get it. I was like, I'd get it, but I already have, uh, what, 13 different versions of Street Fighter on Switch that I can play at any time? Why don't I make it 14? <laughs> it's the same thing. It would still be 13 because it's the same as, street, as a regular Street Fighter 2 that I have on the 30th anniversary or whatever it is. There was something that we said earlier. I forget what it was about, but it reminded me of uh, somebody was saying something like, oh, you've done one thing multiple times. I'm like, yeah, that's like me with Street Fighter. Played it so many times across so many different things. But uh, the good thing, I guess, not really great, but since my hand's been kind of fucked up and I haven't been watch- haven't been playing games as much, I've definitely been watching a lot of directs because there's a bunch of them mm-hmm. out there. Oh, I've also boy. also been watching a lot of original series Star Trek, which is great. I've really been enjoying the shit out of that, actually. I went back to it because I've been enjoying uh, Strange New Worlds so much. And it's still fucking funny. It's still great. They have so much charisma in that original one. Great chemistry. But uh, I watched like the first part of uh, Summer Games, the Keeley thing or whatever, which I thought mm-hmm. kind of sucked. But uh, I watched it while I was editing, so I kind of watched it in the background because it was on, because it was on last Thursday. But uh, the thing that really blew me away was Day of the Devs, which came out right right after that, which I watched while I was editing with the sound off. But I actually watched it again the next day with the sound on because I liked it so much. And it's hosted by Tim. Like, well, it starts off Tim, Tim Schaefer Schaefer, Tim Schaefer there from Double Fine. And it's just really... And, 
and like where's you know the the whatever the the Jeff Keeley thing didn't really have all that from from what I gathered like the discourse online a lot of people were really disappointed by what was by what was shown there you know it's kind of like ho hum and and the amount of switch stuff was very was very minute but Day of the Devs was like eighty percent switch shit or ninety percent like most of it was all switch stuff so it was really cool and lots of really really cool games on there as well there was one game on there which automatically reminded me of John of course and that was uh, Time Flies with the because yep. because it, it kind of it. It felt like a mixture of like Mr. Mosquito and like uh, Untitled Goose Game. Goose Game, because where you like the idea is, um, I guess they they take they take like what the average life expectancy is of whatever country you're from where you're playing the game, and they turn that into seconds for your mm-hmm. fly time. So say like the average life expectancy is in America is like seventy seven years or something like that. You get seventy seven seconds to live as a fly. And you have like different things that you that you do, you know, or like they'll, they'll give you kind of vague hints about what you can do. But it's kind of funny because you can accidentally like land in a in like a you know like a glass of wine or something like that, and you're dead. Or like you accidentally hmm. hit like a flypaper, and it's like you're dead. You got to start over again. It, it just like it's just so charming, and it's all just like black and white. It's just like a white canvas, like with the little animated fly and i'm like i'm gonna play the shit out of that game i'm like that game looks awesome like i was i was like already like i'm buying that like right when i saw it i thought that's really cool they can make that a five dollar game that's no brainer i don't expect it to be that expensive but i you know i'd pay like 15 for it if that's what it was i mean it just it seems like something that i'm really gonna have a lot of fun doing and then there's just some really cute stuff on it like you like you land on a record player and you go around a couple times and it's like go on tour and it then like knocks that off and you collect a, bu- a couple coins as a fly. It's like get rich, you know, like or die of old age. It's like lasting all the way to the end of the seven seventy seventy seven seconds or whatever. It's, it's just got some really cute stuff in there, and I just I was like, that's awesome. There was a they also they also showed a, which this one had actually showed in another thing, but I don't think we ever actually talked about this on the show. But a little to the left, which is like kind of looks like a cozy like um, organization like puzzle type game. Like I think this game looks looks pretty rad. Like the one where you kind of like rearrange the books, like in like from like from like biggest to smallest, or you like rearrange little like those little plastic things that you put on your on your bread, like to tie up the the loaves of bread and stuff. And there's like secrets that you find in there, but also there's a mischievous cat that will come around and smack your shit, and <laughs> like mess it up. And the cat looks like a big fluffy cat, like our like uh, Tanuki is, and and there is and there is a cat in the video that looks exactly like Tanuki, and the cat ends up like knocking the camera down at the end, and I think it looks charming as fuck, and I'm I'm definitely gonna play that game. Like I think it looks really cool. I like the stylish. I, I like the idea of just you know organizing shit, and there's like different things you can do, and it seems like it's there's just gonna be a lot of variety to it and all that. That was another one that really that really stuck out to me on that one. And what was it? I mean, that game Unpacking, which came out recently. Oh, yeah. I figured that might be. I figured that'd be one you'd be into, John. I heard that one's really good. Yeah, I want to get the that. Unpacking sure. one. But I, but I remember you mentioning the little to the left also when we first saw it and whatever other mm-hmm. thing it was. It was in another direct. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But it's coming to Switch, of course. And it, it, it looks it looks really cool. There's this other one called a Shim, right? Is that Shim how you pronounce really cool. it? Yeah, we're just like w- wandering around in shadows. You're like a little shadow creature who jumps from shadow to shadow. It's like, it, it reminds me of a like, because there's a little frog character in one of the WarioWare games, like one of the mini games that you can kind of jump from one thing to another. It reminds me of that, but in like a stylish indie game and yeah you, you exist in the shadows of everything so like you can like go into the shadow of a bike rider and th- that shadow will carry you farther to the next thing or quicker and and you it, it's really cool like there's a lot of 
It looks like a neat thing that I really want to try out. Yeah. It reminds me of those games like you used to play as kids. Like it was like where you just, or you just step in the shadows or you like lava tile. Yeah. Yeah. Lava tile like that. It's like, it seems like that probably came from, from that sort of, you know, childlike idea. So I think that seems like a cool game. Yeah. I was super, I was super pumped on it. I was like, yeah, no, I want, yeah. I was like, I want shim a little to the left. Time flies. Uh, There, there were a couple, um, I don't know if it was no. I guess I guess it wasn't this one. It was the wholesome one. The, the, the wholesome one and the Day of the Death one kind of kind of like overlap in my mind because I had a lot of the same games. Uh, same games. But yeah. what was this it? Uh, uh, freshly frosted. The like whatever right. the donut puzzler like that ended up dropping the day when they showed it. There was also a. Uh, it's not Baron Breakfast. Uh, Lumberjack was the other one that that shadow dropped right after. Yeah. Right after that one, there was another one here. Where's my notes? Uh, there was another one. I don't remember if it was on the. Um, I don't remember if it was on the Wholesome Direct or if it was on the um, Day of the Devs, mm-hmm. but there was this game called uh, How to Say Goodbye. It was like it's it's like a it's like this puzzler thing where you kind of like shift like almost like you shift like the sidewalk around, but it's basically about death. And I love right. stuff I about, that. about that. It's like a super, mm-hmm. you know, it's a depressive, depressing, kind of depressing but cute, like but nice at the same time, like. How to accept death? Like I, I thought that one was really, really cool. There was another one that was actually made by somebody from Chicago called Birth, about like this lonely person that like creates their own like imaginary friends like out of bones and stuff. Like that one really looked really fucking cool too. And they said that like none of the puzzles ever repeat themselves, and there's multiple different ways to do everything. And I thought that was really unique and just a big like bold statement about it. Plus, like you have like these skull creatures that have like no eyeballs. That look kind of creepy, like almost like zombie-ish that are like your friends. Like, I I like that. I, I like the creepy, like, you know, that type of thing. Like, there was there was a lot of really cool stuff, like, from... Yeah, one that I was interested in was uh, Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Yeah, this is I, one I of told, two Little Nemo games coming out. I told you about that, and you were like, oh, right. well, no, it's public domain, so you know... But, but the way they presented it was really cool, because the guy, like, played... Like, he, like, wrote a song or played it or whatever, and mm. they got their own kickstarter but it is going to be switch it is switch bound yeah, no, i was little, just concerned i was just concerned because little nemo is public domain and anybody can as make of little when nemo. as of uh i think the original comics were like, like a, 1901 was it around the winnie the pooh time or winnie the pooh is now public domain too yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's as of like last year but i mean it's yeah, yeah uh, it's old like the original comic strip or whatever is from yeah like the late 1800s thousand years ago <laughs> right so there's this one and there's another one that's actually modeled after the the comics and, and the visuals to that one i might be more interested in that one because because that one's supposed to look just like the comics i think that's kind of a cool idea yeah but i'll check this one out too i mean i i'm just a fan of the the capcom game i thought that was one of the great nes games there, there was this other game from wholesome it, they only showed it for like 50 seconds but it's called mika and the witch's mountain and it's basically you're like a witch that has to do deliveries and it looks exactly like the wind waker like the Zelda Wind yep. Waker, like with the same like, like, yep. like Wind Waker with a cell shaded, a little bit of Ghibli to it. Yeah. And the characters have the character, the characters kind of have that style too, like of the of the like village people that you would see in Wind Waker. And I was like, I like that game. That game was cool. I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, the the Ghibli movie as well. Very much so. Did you guys catch the Capcom? Anything from Capcom? I did. Watch I wa- a little bit of I it. I watched the Capcom one. It wasn't, it what was it like 20 minutes or something like that. Uh, the big thing, you know, like I said earlier, part of my bingo card, but big thing for Capcom for me Australia. was like with Sunbreak demo. Also, they showed some, uh, what was it? Capcom arcade, whatever the arcade collection to, whatever two. it's called. Yeah, Stadium. what's the difference yeah. between that one and then 
I'm a little confused. I, I didn't watch anything about the the arcade. Exo Primal. They're a- so like why, why <laughs> yeah. don't they just continue Arcade Stadium? Like the whole thing with that was we're going to collect every arc- arcade Capcom it's just game. A, it's just a sequel, and it's got different games in it. Is what it is. It's just seems kind of silly. It's like here's me. another like, here's another collection. The one you already started it. So I don't know. I mean, I thought it was super overpriced to begin with, like the first one was. So I never really got into it. But well, the first one was free, and then you could buy well, the free, games. You know, but if you wanted yeah, to buy one. all the games, it was like $50, $60. So that's what I'm saying. It was a little overpriced for these old-ass arcade games. But, you know, like, it's like shit I have on other stuff. Or, like, you can get better collections, like, from, you know, if you want to play, like, Street Fighter 1's on there. Like, buy the fucking 30th anniversary one, that, the one that has, like, 12 Street Fighters on it. That game's fucking awesome. Like, don't don't even bother with this shit, you know? Like, it, I don't know. Seemed like a little bit overpriced for me. We, uh, we completely skipped over last week when we were talking about, uh, PlayStation stuff. We completely skipped over the Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's not coming to Switch, obviously, but... I didn't really... You know, I played two. I mean, I bought two. I bought the Resident Evil 2 remake. I played a little bit of it. I thought it was okay. I heard the third one wasn't great, but I mean... I actually have two. You have two also, don't you? I don't know if I bought three. I don't think I did, but I'm going to get four probably on PC. I mean, I have to. Not on on PS4, yeah. yeah, I'm a Resident Evil 4 stan. As they say, I'll put so much time into this game every time I get back into it. And every like five or 10 years, you know, five, six, seven years, I'll, I'll have to play through it. And then new game plus it at least once or twice afterwards. I'm just happy that you'll finally be able to properly run and shoot. You don't have yeah. to stop and aim. <laughs> stop and shoot, yeah. You can finally like strafe and, and aim like what you couldn't do for so long in Resident Evil 4. I mean, you could kind of yeah. do it in a you could kind of do it in the Wii U. The motion control one, I don't know. I mean, you still, you still can't, you still can't move and shoot though. That's true. You still can't walk it, and shoot. It still made it time. so much easier to just point and shoot. Yeah, but I mean, but you still can't do what you've been able to do since '64 on a lot of games. <laughs> like I was, I was saying, I always felt like uh, Resident Evil was so behind the times in that way. Like you know, in five and, and six, yeah, you still couldn't controls, fucking, yeah. you still couldn't fucking run and shoot. It's like, come on, dude. Like they've been doing this for a long ass time. Fucking get with it. Yeah, I think I'll play. That, f- I'll play four remake when it comes out. Like that's actually something I'm looking forward to on PC. You know, like Resident Evil Four to me was it still the, the GameCube or it still seems like a modern game in my mind, but it's been 17 years. I think like it's been a long time. Yeah, 18. 15 years is about the pro- appropriate time to start considering remakes if you're going to do them. Not like re- like uh, what's it, Last of Us. Which, oh my one, god, <laughs> yeah, the, we there don't was, need that one. There was no one that, that too, one. where it's like, uh, yeah, Last of Us is now the Mario, the Mario Brothers of PlayStation. And I, I saw some funny tweets about it where it's like, oh, yeah, they made everybody look uglier in this version because <laughs> it, <'cause laughs> it's, it's got better graphics. And I saw stuff that I almost was about to say, like, tweet Jeremy on there and be like, real time beard growth because, like, the beard, the beard's like more detailed or whatever. And I'm like, it's the most important thing that graphics can do for us. I only played this game one time. I played it on PlayStation 3. I played it over a weekend, and I thought it was really cool. But now I'm fucking tired of it. And I, and I only played it one time, and I'm just like, I don't care. I mean, I, you know, I don't give a shit. But it's also like, I'm not even really in the PlayStation ecosystem, but I'm tired of this game. It's like, give it a rest. And yeah, they're making a fucking HBO show, too. It's like, whatever. Who cares? I've played a little ways through the first one. I, I don't know. It's It's hard. It's too hard for me. But maybe if I went back and played it and just kind of got more familiar with it. I did know? really like I liked it. I wouldn't at the say time I just liked it, it. It was I, fun. I really liked it when it came out and there was only one version of it. And it wasn't and it wasn't like regenerated so many fucking times for whatever the new the one I have is was. I guess the remake uh or whatever the first remake 
I guess it would be a remaster because it was when it went from PS3 to PS4. Yeah. And just and like they did with, right, just they're like that. They're just like, yeah, bridging the console gap with a, a remaster or a remake in this case. But yeah, it's a little ridiculous. It kind of looks, um, like, it kind of looks the same too. I mean, it's just like they, they maybe can put we're more moles old. on everybody or pockmarks or, or whatever. Looks, the Resident Evil 4 remake looks different enough. Like it's actually warranted like it's a new it game could, yeah. it could be cool and you're, you're adding the running and gunning and you're changing it and modernizing it so this this is gonna be pretty cool i think there, there were there was actually some cool stuff i thought that they did added on to to a village i thought it was cool that like you they kind of switched it back to old did you Resident play village Evil. I, I never i never played village but i thought it was cool that they added a third person version of it like they because all of those oh, were right. all first person and they're like oh no they're doing like a hole over the shoulder old school Resident Evil thing on there. I'm like, that's cool. And they're added like some extra stories and shit on there. I mean, I thought that that was kind of cool. Oh yeah. And you can like play as that giant lady that everybody liked. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you can step on people. You can like throw, yeah, you can throw shit. It looked like she was throwing chairs at people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know anything about that game, but yeah, they, they, it looked like she was throwing like thrones or something. They were like, just like breaking on people's faces. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you can be tall and look down on everybody. But yeah, Lady Damascrew or however the fuck you pronounce her name. But I think that so was no, it. I think that was it from Capcom, right? Uh, yeah, they said that Street Fighter Six was going to get at least one more one more announcement before the end of the year. Yeah, they so we're not going to talk about Exo Primal. <laughs> I guess I guess we could. Yeah, Exo Primal kind of looked like what, like uh, Monster Hunter with guns and dinosaurs. Yeah, I didn't really actually understand it completely, to be honest. I mean, it's a it was it's like a third person shooter co op game, right? That's what is what I mm-hmm. got from it. I saw that you'd make jokes about it, and then I saw the Capcom thing later, and I was like, "Oh, that's what that is." What did I say? Exo Primal Rage. Yeah, I thought it had. Well, you and and um, Eddie V had some had some stuff too to say about it, and I yeah, I was like, "What's this?" I thought it was something else, but no, it was yeah, it was that. I, I guess there there's going to be a demo at some point on PS4. I can try it out on there. Whatever. There was the Future Games show, uh, which was put on by Games Radar, and they did have a couple things on there that were coming to Switch. It's mostly focused on, on other things, but uh, other consoles. But there was one called Tray Racers, which I was just like, is this going to be about ray tracing? And, it's about uh, me. Me. It's about Trey. <laughs> a Trey Racer. It's about me. I race. Zero Mario Kart Trey You watch racers. me race, and that's the game. I, there's only one character. Me. It's me. It's like that bad golf game that, that uh, John Wedgworth and I played. It's like Bill, <laughs> Bill whatever names golf. Bill Nye, the science golf. Where you can only play the ba- Bill Bill Palestinio's golf. Bill Lambier or something like that. <laughs> Trey, I think you might be into Bright Memory Infinite, which is the name of this uh, sci-fi first-person shooter that they showed off. It looks really cool. Actually, the visuals look pretty impressive. I'm assuming they're gonna they're showing the visuals from you know a more advanced system, but they did confirm that this is coming to Switch. Yeah, right. Like it's it's cool supposed to be like game. visually impressive, but it won't be on Switch. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it was confirmed for Switch, and the, then there's Tinykin, which is a Pikmin like. We don't see too many of those. This is totally a Pikmin inspired game. Take a look at the trailer there, and you'll see what I mean. You got old characters falling around your main guy, and I think you're you're uh, miniaturized in this game as well. Do, do their souls like uh, raise up to the heavens when they die? Like. Uh... Like Pikmin, <laughs> those, little, those little Pikmin ghosts. Well, it looks a little bit like um, Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, kind of with like yeah, with like the flat sprite stuff. That one's coming out August thirtieth, so pretty soon. And that's on Switch. 
That's on Switch as well. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I mean, this looks neat. Like, I, 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 might, really cool. I, I might try that one out. It looks cool. I'm excited. So there's a couple of on there that I just I watched them and I'm like this has got to be coming to switch they did not confirm it but here's a couple of them one is turbo golf racing which is just it's it's rocket league but golf yeah, that's so what it, it looks, is looks a lot like rocket league like I'm yeah it looks very like, very it's like a ripoff of rocket honestly league. Exactly. you could have told me that it was I mean if I like a mode, saw, it looks like a mode in rocket league yeah, if I just saw this I'd be like oh that's rocket league but it's golf oh we golf so we, that could be cool. you should have your own ball and yeah that looks like it. Yeah, it looks it looks exactly like like rackets. Golf racing. Golf. So maybe it's a rigged. little bit like the the what they call that mode in, in Mario Golf where you're rushing Excite around bots. the course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bots, yes. Uh, fast speed golf, whatever the fuck. I don't play it, so I don't know. The fast uh, and the birdiest. There's one called Bramble the Mountain King, which I'm I'm noticing the theme. There's a lot of limbo light games that were announced this year including you know silt and a couple others but this is another limbo like and this looks like it could totally be be done on switch the visuals are really cool it looks like your character is kind of like this like wooden puppet sort of thing and it's it's kind of got these uh got this terrifying vibe to it like like you're out in the in the swamp and then in one scene in the game they showed like you're in this swamp wandering around you're this little puppet guy and then in the background there's like this really creepy giant thing with like swampy hair and dark eyes just watching you in the background i think this is another one that could be on switch and then it's definitely a cut above limbo or inside like it's got full color and like has more of a like almost stop motion look to it yeah that's that's it looks like stop motion to me i think that could be a cool game this one i'm almost certain it's going to come to switch so it said coming to pc and consoles but it's American Arcadia, and it's another Limbo-like where it's got the side-scrolling mixed with first-person exploration and stealth. And you're in this retro-futuristic 1970s world where this whole community is on this, like, basically Truman Show kind of thing. They're not aware that they're on this show, and your character becomes aware and kind of breaks out and sneaks around behind the scenes. It looks very stylish, and uh, I'm looking forward to trying this one out. I think this is really cool. American Arcadia. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, another presentation was the uh, Gorilla Collective, and there's a couple that were confirmed coming to Switch. Um, the one that looks most interesting to me was called Contract Killer. It's a beat-em-up where you're a pencil. I just <laughs> want to know about... I want to know more about being a pencil that beats people up. You led him to death. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't watch the Gorilla Collective, but... um. Time on Frog Island is actually a game that I've had my eye on for a while. Really? It's basically, you know, imagine the trading sequence from like, you know, Link's Awakening oh, or Ocarina right. of Time. And that's the entire you. game. It's just you trading things. And it looks super charming and the graphics are really good. Well, Link's Awakening is based off a game where you're a frog, right? Yeah, I guess it's going. Yeah, yeah. For who? It's like Full the Circle. Belltals or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, no, it's, yeah, that's just basically taking a. Uh, whole game based around trading shit and I, I thought it looked really cool they actually did was a game explained did like a preview of it like months ago and i've had my eye on that game it's actually on the eShop now you can preload it or whatever and yeah that's one i've been looking forward to so i'm probably going to get it whenever it comes out well the 12th of july is the date there was also the pc gaming show and one that i think is probably coming to switch again not confirmed it's called Giga Bash, and it's a multiplayer arena kaiju battle. 
I think this looks really cool too. This looks right up Trey's alley. Oh, because of like the Godzilla type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like a three quarters angle. Yeah, it's, it's, like... it's a t- it looks like top down. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, this looks like it's totally a Switch game. It could, yeah, I think it could run on Switch. I did find, I mean, when I was watching the um, whatever uh, the summer games stuff, I did kind of feel I was feeling a little bit uh, remembering the days of the Wii U when you saw Nintendo's name on nothing of the things that were getting announced, <laughs> and I was feeling a little sad. I mean, as great as the Switch is, it's getting a little long in the tooth here. You know, we're a couple generations past it on the other one. In that tooth. You know, so I'm just saying. Yeah, this podcast. Eventually, I mean, you're going to see nothing. And we're long in the tooth, too. Somebody needs to take us out back and shoot us. <laughs> Make us smoke a whole pack of cigarettes. <laughs> there were a couple more in the uh, Summer Game Fest that I thought were worth mentioning. So Flashback 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, which was the, the way they the way they displayed it was really weird. It was kind of hard to tell what the fuck was going on, but. I was like, oh yeah, flashback. I, I I bought that game for ninety nine cents because I was editing the podcast and listening to John mm-hmm. talk about it, and then I played it, and I was like, this game sucks. And then I never played yeah, it again. It was a, <laughs> to me, it was always a novelty. Like, like I, I could see this, a great game in there somewhere, but I just don't think that the Genesis or the Super Nintendo were the system to to have it on. Maybe it was like a little ahead of its time. The visuals were so great. The visuals were really cool, and the animation was was fluid but the gameplay didn't quite come together. So it actually just makes me excited for Flashback 2, which I think could be the realization of, of, of what Flashback should, should have been. As long as Jump isn't up still, because that was really oh, yeah. that, was, that was pretty tough. Yeah, That was stupid. That was really Sorry, dumb. European listeners, if you exist. What, they like that Jump is up? I think they do. They're so wrong. I mean, we, we, you know, we have some, uh, we get some European downloads. But you're wrong. I'm telling all of you that. No. It's okay in Street Fighter. Well, yeah, Street Fighter's different. Well, I mean, it's not just up. You can hit at diagonals also, different angles. We got Cuphead, the del- delicious last course, finally coming out. It's going to be in a couple of weeks, uh, June 30th, and it's going to be eight bucks. So is that Jeremy, a, a standalone game, or is it an expansion to Cuphead? It's DLC. Yep. It's, it's an expansion. Okay, it is DLC. So it's you have to have Cuphead to get this. You do, yep. Which I do, so that's cool. Yeah, both. Of I'm you, gonna get it, even though I do. didn't beat Cuphead. I intend to someday, and I just, I, <laughs> I love the visuals, and I just love the whole world that they created. I think that's worth it, even if the game is, is I, I kind of wish the game was just a platformer because I just, I think that would be Same. more interesting to me. But it's, a, it's a boss rush. I mean, it's a shoot. It's a, it's. I mean, it's a shoot 'em up. Like it's a platformer. Yeah, shoot it's a up. shoot 'em up. It's a, it's a boss. I wish rush. They, I, yeah. honestly, I, I would say get rid of the platforming and just make it the boss rush. I would like it better. I like the platforming. Don't get me wrong, but it just kind of seems kind of a tease. Place. It just seems like fluff, really. I think they actually did do it afterward. They created those platforming sections afterward because people, the criticism they had was that right. it was just like a bunch of bosses. That's what I want. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Cup. I, I've enjoyed it. I've played probably ten or fifteen hours of it. But it's it's purely the visuals and the presentation that pull me along. And the visuals and presentation are, are going to pull me to buy this DLC as well. I just I want the whole package. I think it's worth it. What what uh, what if what if you have to beat Cuphead to play Cuphead DLC? Though? That's what I'm wondering. Like, how you, you feel about it. that? Because <laughs> then you I, have I would to. Still yeah. it, I, I still get it. You know, I think I, I well, I buy it later. Be, I'd buy it later. Yeah, I'd be motivated to finish the game and then buy it. 
exactly. Speaking of, uh, I don't think we ever. Speaking of beating things to get to another thing, um, uh, during the Capcom direct, they also like said again that what is it? A uh, seven seven star the seven star level uh, the seven star mission on the hub of Monster Hunter Rise is what you have to get through, which is basically that boss that we fought the Narwa. Oh, okay. We both defeated the Narwa. It's the one that's yeah, called. Yeah, I think like, you helped me. It's like the thunder, whatever the thunder thing. That's all you need to do to play mm-hmm. Sunbreak. So that they said it again. I've been I've been like trying to look at it because I want to make sure I'm able to play play Sunbreak when it comes out. Like I don't want to have to deal with because if there's other shit, I want to take care of it now. Well, like once my hands healed and all that, you know. But so, but yeah, it's that that Narwa final boss is what will take you into Sunbreak. So I'm glad that we're there. Ready for that? This next you try one taking is... some of that glucosamine chondroitin or whatever it's called. I've tried. I, I've 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 used like the weed cream. I use the weed cream. I have like a arthritis cream. Like, have you tried the like the supplement though? I've been using everything. Glucosamine chondroitin, which is supposed to be really good for your joints. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'll, I'll look it up later. When I worked at Walgreens, like a lot of the old people bought it because they had joint problems. I think you should go see a hand specialist. If people who just focus on hands, fuck no. Yeah. No, I mean you know health health shit costs money, so no. Do you have insurance? Yeah, but I'm not just going to go to a hand person that's just going to tell me to put ice. We'll go on to it a general next, doctor for the next week. I already did. I went to a general oh. doctor when it happened. Well, I was there for another thing, but I and he didn't recommend to you to another doctor. No, they, they said didn't... put ice on it and call me in like a week if it's worse. It's the same thing they said last time it happened in 2020. Like I'm not I'm not going to waste my fucking time going to hand specialist. Have you bought uh, like one of those like braces? You can buy them over the counter. They said that too, but that's not gonna. F- I mean, I still have to use my hand. Like they're basically like, don't use it. Cool. Well, what it'll do is it'll like support if you like pull this here. It'll like keep that sort of. You can still use your hand, but it kind of keeps it. No, still. it keeps it from moving. I mean, it's already it's already almost fine, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Well, uh, the next one is one of my top games of the show. It's probably coming to Switch. It did not not confirmed, but come on, Goat Simulator Three. This has got to come to Switch at some point. And guess what? There was no Goat Simulator 2. They're just trolling us with the title. Yeah, I saw... Uh, I think it's just hilarious. I, I, saw people, I saw people saying that on Twitter afterwards. I mean, yeah. That was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't care. But, I mean, people are like, was there ever... <laughs> I know you said there was no 2, and everybody's like... It's been so long, you'd, you'd think there was a 2, because the first one came out in 2014. But, nope. Uh, it did have me second-guessing. I was like, did I miss number 2? They added a bunch of stuff to it, like that. And it yeah, was for free did. too. Like they just kept yeah, adding you had free like, stuff to it. Yeah, if you got the one on Switch, then you also got like, like what they call it, like Goat Simulator in space or something. Or there was there was one that was kind of like Vice City. There was another one that was Goat space Goats with a Z. Goat my, zombies. Uh, yeah. My four year old niece loves Goat Simulator. That's one of her favorite games. Oh yeah, games. it's big with the kids. Yeah, my nephew loves it too. Recently, I talked to her. She's younger than the game, of course. Mm-hmm. Doing the math, you'd figure that out, but. Yeah, she loves it. For her, that's like probably that and uh, right? um, what's the uh, human fall flat? Is that the what's called? Yep. Yeah, yeah. She yep. loves that too. Yeah, it's a fun one too. But I'm looking forward to this one. Um, look forward to see what they do on more modern consoles and and uh, yeah, how they uh, get even weirder with this one. And then the next uh, one, okay. So the Devolver Digital, you guys watch the Devolver one? I mean, they always have the best presentation every year. I didn't. I did not watch it actually. I didn't see any of it. Actually, that one that I watched, I thought was kind of annoying more than anything. <laughs> the one really? time I watched it, where it was just like it was just too much. Like Ugh. it was just like too much in your face, and I just did. I don't know. None of the jokes too much were, were were funny to me. It was just like 
one dumb joke that went on for really way too long and I wasn't in on it. I don't know. It was just kind of like, I watched all of it, but I was like, eh, they're trying too hard and they're not really, I don't know. I don't find it. I didn't find it appealing. So I didn't really go that quick to watching this one, but they put out good games, you know, even though they're consistently, good even, games, though, yeah. even though their uh, directs can be annoying sometimes. Well, so I think one of the other ones that was sort of game of the show for me was was one of their games, The Plucky Squire. This looks very, I don't know, original, very intriguing and um, very cool. This is like, um, it starts out like a storybook. Like you're, you see like, like the full view of a book on the counter and you are playing as an illustration in this storybook, like a children's book. It, um, like, it does look really like cool. Water. Cause it, yeah, it's like it's like a Zelda-ish type thing, right? But it looks yeah. but the presentation of it is really cool. Yeah, and at one point later in the trailer, the character pops out of the book, and now he's walking around like the kid's bedroom in full three D. This looks. I'm very intrigued by this game. I think it looks. Really this was well one of the polished. first times where I had a uh, kind of a clickbaity thing thrown at me, where, where I was like, "Is this really a game I care about?" Because it was like, "Make sure you watch the whole thing," like uh-huh. and whatever the ad was when I finally saw it. And uh, I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you got to watch the whole thing because it like it, it gets cool. It gets really yeah. cool. Also, there's a what is it about? Like at like forty seconds, the game turns into Punch Out. Did you get there? Yeah. yeah. At forty seconds, it becomes uh, Punch Out, where you have to dodge and punch the guy and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks a little different for for them. I mean, they, they tend to make like, in my view, adult oriented games. This looks like a pretty family friendly one, but really inventive. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I don't remember. The visuals alone make me want to play it. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it, maybe it was Day of the Devs, but there was one that I was watching that was kind of like this that kind of reminded me of um, A Link Between Worlds, like where, where Link would like, you know, paste himself to the wall. Mm. And it was like a 2D thing that was on like a plane and you could like tilt it kind of like uh, kind of like that one game that where the creator sucks now. You know what I'm talking about? The indie game. Oh, uh, uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, 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 they, made a, they made a movie about Fez. it, Fez. Yeah, kind of like Fez, but like more like it, it was like a, it's like you're playing inside of an art that's on a wall and, and then it kind of like the world changes behind you and kind of flips. Like it, it looked really, really cool, but I couldn't remember what it was. I couldn't yeah, remember which direct I, I it was because I watched a bunch of them, but I was like, oh, that looks I really highlighted neat. It's further down the list. It's in the wholesome direct. Oh, okay. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. That, that one caught my eye too. Uh, the last one that at the, Devolver Digital one that I wanted to mention was one that's definitely not coming to Switch, but I just thought it looked so out there and so cool. Um, it's called Skate Story. This is like this is obviously a like a PS5 game or something, but imagine skate, you know, with that the the, the EA game where you have like the the low angle behind the skater, that kind of look. But the skater is like made of glass or something, and it has like polygon shapes to them and. There's all kinds of cool lighting and, and coloring. It looks like a mix between a skate game and a, a rhythm game or something. It just looks very the visual. Kind of abstract are, are a little bit. Yeah, kind of abstract. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not coming to Switch anytime soon, but I thought it was worth mentioning just because I like skate games and this one looks like a, a original take on the genre. Yeah, there there were some there were some skate games in either uh I don't I don't know if it was there were a couple maybe it was the it was the day of the devs or or the or the wholesome one, but there are some other ones in there too. Oh, the one you were talking about was Thirty Birds in the Wholesome Direct. Oh, is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Yeah, it's got this uh, sort of like 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 uh, what do you call it? 
stained glass. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there it is. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's what. But that's how it worked in Link Between Worlds. Also, Link turns into mm-hmm. a stained glass figure. Yeah, I just thought. Yeah. It looked, I thought it looked really neat. Yeah, thirty birds. Yeah, and you can like. It reminds me of in Odyssey, Mario Odyssey, in the parts where you're you jump onto the wall and you're like the two D Mario mm-hmm. walking on the wall and you can walk around the corners and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That as well, which yeah came out much later than Link Between Worlds, but similar. But we we talked uh, about, we, we, we talked about Mika. Yeah, Mika was also in this one. Wholesome direct. Uh, I guess we didn't mention Walk with Yaya. That one looked interesting because it kind of well, it had like the Earthbound feel, like as far as graphics go. But it's like hanging out with your grandma, right? And uh, yeah, this one kind of caught me because and uh, like a sixteen-bit black and white Earthbound world is what I kept from it. Yeah, I, this is kind of intriguing. Like the, the, the trailer shows the guy with his grandma, who I guess was the inspiration for the game, and I don't know, kind of tugged at my heartstrings because I've been over. I've been, I, you know, I moved back to Michigan and I've been hanging out with my grandma more. And you know she's ninety four now, and just it's just nice to enjoy time with my grandma. So I think it's cool to see that reflected in a video game. It just, I think this game's gonna probably make me cry from the uh, <laughs> trailer I watched. Yeah. Jess's yeah. grandma is about to turn ninety four as well. We've been hanging out with her. This one is called Melatonin, and I'm I was figuring maybe this is like a game that helps you fall asleep or something. Right. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's a game, a rhythm game themed around dreams. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was thinking That's about that. Cool so, you know, it. so Jeremy got you you got that for your bingo card. Uh, you said new music game. So, here it oh, is, okay. Melatonin. It counts. I mean, it's it's a it's a rhythm game. Just, oh, just saying. Surely. It is a new music game. It says a rhythm game about right, dreams. Right, right there, yeah. So, you got it. There you go. You got one. These last 3 were I believe in the previous wholesome direct as well. Frog Gun, The Spirit and the Mouse, and We Are OFK. Well, we are OFK was in one of the Nindy directs. We talked about it. Uh, Frogun or Frogun, I guess. I always say Frogun because I think that sounds funnier. But no, it would be Frogun because he's a frog. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember seeing Frogun and Spirit and the Mouse. That was in another direct that we saw as well, where I, I remember being interested in that one because I thought it looked cool because with the 3D world and the mouse world, a little Ratatouille-ish. And Frogun totally. Frogun looks like uh, Frogun. Okay. Sorry, it's a PS One. Uh, it looks like a PlayStation like... One game, and I like that aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into all of these. I think I'd get all of these, the three of them. And uh, was it? Um, oh yeah, here we are. All right, so we finally made it to the Xbox presentation, which this is another thing that I had on my bingo card. Uh, Hollow, Hollow, Knight, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah, finally got a mention. It's going to be on Game Pass. They said it'll be out in the next twelve months, so they never really gave a date on it. <laughs> but uh, but still, it got mentioned, and all I said was Hollow Knight Silk Song information, and that's information. So there you go. That's my so maybe more than twelve months. But yeah, they have twelve months to announce a delay. Yeah, yeah, sure. But the the biggest thing <laughs> the biggest thing about the Xbox Direct that I have to talk about, of course, is that Xbox got the fucking Persona series. Before the Switch did. And a lot of people are upset about that, myself included. Where it's just like, I feel like it has, I feel like this makes it a given for whenever this direct happens. Like it's got to be easier. Like to for real, man. Like seriously. But I mean, but we're, you're porting a PlayStation portable game. Like basically what they announced was PlayStation, th- or what? Persona 3 Portable, which is a PSP game. That game could like run on, I don't know, that could run on my graphing calculator if I had one. But, uh, no, this is seriously, it's a, it could run on anything. It could run on Wii. It could run on GameCube, uh, or, or and PlayStation Four Golden, which is a place, which is a PS Vita game that could run on anything, and then Persona Five Royale, which is which was a PlayStation Three game originally. It was developed for PlayStation Three, which is on the same level as Switch. 
All right, you have a point. I just found it really weird that I feel like it's coming. It has to because it's like it's on everything except for Nintendo. It's like I'm just like. Have any of these been on PC? Yeah, Persona Four, Persona, Persona Four Golden has already been on PC. Okay, so uh, that was, uh, and I think was it was five. I think five was on. I don't know if it was Royal, just regular five was on PC as well. So I mean, this was something that happened like years. Because Microsoft's been years on, a, ago. on a on a path to try to integrate their uh, PC and their console into one thing. Oh and yeah. So if it was already on PC, then porting it over to Xbox is probably made easier. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, I was kind of the, uh, I was under the impression that Persona was like, had some sort of exclusivity to to Sony, you know, like through consoles, but apparently not because they're all showing up on Game Pass even. And I just want Persona games on Switch. Let's just make it happen. It's a shame that it's not the original ones, you know, like Persona, it's weird because like Persona Portable, Persona 3 Portable uh, has a female protagonist. I think that's the only one that has that. But it also has like stuff missing from the Persona 3 FES PlayStation 2 version. So which is kind of a little better. Like you you can't like move around as much and you can't control all your characters and all that stuff. So it's like that kind of gave you a lesser version. I don't know. And I and I know like Persona 4 Golden is different. I I just want to play Persona 4 regular on my Switch, like the PS2 one, because I put like I put like twenty hours into it on my PS3 and it's a really cool game. You know, but I feel like it's something that maybe is coming later for the direct. It's just so weird that it's not on the Switch yet. I was just kind of like, it made it to Xbox before Switch. Like, it's like like a very Japanese series where, you know, Xbox gets no love in Japan. So it's like, okay. Just seemed like a weird thing to me. And everybody, well, knows and everybody, and everybody else on the internet. Everybody was very, <laughs> a lot of people were very like, hey, what about us? What about us Switch people? What the fuck, man? Well, I also think that Switch is getting Diablo for... They said it's coming to the current and previous generation of consoles. And I know Switch has fallen behind technically or whatever, but didn't they come out with a, a Diablo 3 edition of Switch when Diablo 3 came to Switch? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I you mean, can get it on Switch. I mean, Diablo 3, I think, was, thought they, was a pretty, like, big, pretty I big... I have it on Switch. I mean, Diablo 3 was a like, pretty big seller on Switch. I mean, you can get two and three. But right? I'm saying, they, like, they re-released two with, later. They came out with like a special edition Switch that was like oh an actual Switch. With Diablo 3, I, right? I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. It seems like a weird. Yeah. I don't doubt it because it is a huge franchise. No, no, I, here it is. Yeah, yeah, no. People are playing Diablo two for like twenty years or whatever. You know. Well, I, was, I mean, I just looked up Diablo edition Switch and I I don't know. I guess yeah, no, you're right. There there is one. It's probably cursed. There's one that has like a has like a dock that yeah. has like a Diablo shit on it, and there's like a Blizzard carrier, and and it has a box that says Diablo on it and all that. So yeah, yeah. So they thought that it was Exists. a big enough deal yeah. that it was coming to the Switch for three. So I'm almost certain they're going to bring four to the Switch. You can buy it for five hundred dollars on eBay. Ooh, wow, that's one of them. I mean, it's like one for three eighty five too. Not as much. So yeah, that was E zero continued. <laughs> I guess the never the have... never ending E zero. <laughs> I mean, th- there was like some sort of Square thing too, right? Because they just was there? they just announced a Crisis Core for Switch, which oh, I okay. think is pretty cool. Because Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core was another one of those like oh they did a, here's this great um, a Final PlayStation anniversary. There's like here's Final this Fantasy VII play- PlayStation Portable game. I always wanted to play Crisis Core. A lot of people really like that game, so it's coming to Switch. I'll, I'll fucking try it out. Why not? You know, but that's cool. That's cool if that's there. 
Yeah, I think Final Fantasy VII had its 25th anniversary, and they were like, here's this shit that's related to that. Also, I think they, didn't they announce the next um, remake episode or whatever? Oh, I didn't think they did yet. Or when it was going to be They announced that it's going to be three parts. Because people, oh, were, they did. Okay. Okay. I guess okay, there I was no that. finite number of parts that it was going to be, but they said it's going to be three parts. So there's just one part like, left. There's two. There's only one that's been released. I thought two parts have been released. No, 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 no. There's only one. There was a. There was one part, and there was a DLC thing. But there's okay. only. But there's that's only one the part. Same. Okay. There was. Like I didn't the, realize the DLC was. There's the Yuffie whatever, but it no, it's okay. it didn't continue the story on. From there, I don't know. Final Fantasy VII is overrated. But uh, speaking of overrated, do you want to talk about Sonic Frontier for a second before we go? I just yeah. think it, I, I just think it's really hilarious just what's been happening. This whole discourse with uh, Sonic Frontier. I just posted it like tonight, I think, or today, on our Slack of of them pretty much saying like, "No, I swear, there were people that played it that liked it." They're like, there's some people who say it's going to be a nine. Like, it's like, yeah. it seems like they're like just begging you. They're like, no, really. My friend Bill played it and he thought it was great. <laughs> and, and Stephanie, she loved it too. I swear. My mom, two people are going to like it. Played. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. Yes. Yeah, well, my uncle works at Sega and he said he didn't actually want to quit anymore. It's all, it's all so, like, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, oh, you didn't like Sonic Frontiers? Well, that's not the real version. We got a better version. And also, you know what? If you don't like it, we're not changing it either. Like, they're all like, there's all these different things about it just going back and forth. I don't know. I just watched, uh, just before the show, uh, Alana Pierce po- posted a video and she said she's played the demo for Sonic Frontiers. And she said it was in a quote, the worst demo I've ever played. <laughs> worse than not, worse, worse than, than uh, Balin. Uh, worse than Sonic Forces because that had a really bad demo when that came out too. What about Balin? Oh yeah, Balin Wonderland, Balin. Wonderworld, whatever. Oh, that is. oh yeah. Most. But but I but I made so many tweets off of it. It was fun, just the stupid tweets oh, that still, I did. It lives on because it was it so freaky, on. just like the weird the weird dancing out of nowhere and. There's controversy still going on with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, she made sure to clarify that doesn't mean it's necessarily the worst game or the worst Sonic game she's ever played, but just the presentation, she said, was it was the worst. Wow. It, it didn't seem like they had it together. Like, she was playing... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm in uh, no... With a PlayStation yeah. controller, but it had Xbox prompts on the screen. Like, stuff like that. Like, it was... It just, it looked, just it seemed just kind broken. of rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Like rather than make a, a demo specific for the PlayStation controller, they just made one and then gave you a PS controller and we're using Xbox prompts. Um, yeah, so you can check out her video for more of her exact words, but it was not to the positive. I mean, I'm really, I'm really not like I have no I, my excitement level is pretty low for uh, for Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I'm not really. Yeah, I don't need like I'm not I really ready need- to throw money down on that game. That's for sure. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah. I know I said earlier I do trust her opinion or whatever, and then I said I, I trust Cat Bailey more because I do listen to more of her stuff. But um, I don't know. I just I don't need a talking head to tell me that <laughs> that this is going to be a bad game, unless Sega's just like the same as they did with the movie, which isn't exactly the same thing because that wasn't Sega. But I like the movie though. But if they're <laughs> the like, uh, let's the we're going to go back to yeah. Yeah. you like the second one. Yeah, the second one. We're going to go back to right. Ground Zero and start over again with Sonic, but. You know what? Like Sonic was always kind of a response, right? Like it was a response to what was happening. I'm not saying it was a bad game initially, but if it continues to be that way, it's never going to be good. It's just going to be like kind of a like a, 
a response. Exactly. So yeah, maybe Sonic needs to be maybe Sonic needs to step up and introduce a new element that no one's thought of yet. Well, I mean, they also said that they had no interest in doing another Sonic Adventure game. It's like speaking of new elements, why don't you just go? I mean, just why don't you just go back to Sonic Adventure? That seems to be what people want. You do know, Sonic Mania two partner with those people and then just do some kind of crazy shit like but just I think, do some weird like crap but i think people sonic want stuff yeah. i think people want like a good 3d Break sonic it. though maybe like do sonic, sonic adventure 3 or something not frontier i'm willing sort of to keep going back and i think honest i think an open world it's not open zone as they're saying it's open world an open world sonic could be a good thing sonic is about running and doing loop-de-loops and doing crazy stunts that can be done in an open world, surely. I, I was excited by the concept of Sonic Frontiers. You know, seeing the, this open expanse that Sonic could run all around. Cool idea. I was not excited by the drabness and the lack of personality and character in, in the world. I think that's a, that's a huge problem. It just doesn't... I get that they're trying to say, oh, this is something different. We're not going to show, like, the usual checkerboard patterns on the ground and, you know, the boxes that we have to bash to get you know powered up sneakers and that kind of thing you're trying to do something different but you've totally done something without any sort of flavor to it and that that is evident all over this demo and it's just i think they should put the brakes on it it just yeah it it. it looks real it just looks real open and boring and empty and and yeah you gotta like run around them and pop them up in the sky and then hit them with another thing and yeah, I don't. It doesn't want, really like, doesn't intrigue me at all. I don't really want the wistful atmosphere from Sonic. I want attitude. I want wailing electric guitars. You know. Oh yeah, you want uh, this is actually we forgot about this last week, but in the Sonic Central Direct, they were like going to go on tour, like the wailing guitar. That was like my favorite thing from that that I forgot to mention. They were going to go on tour with the people like Seven Rings in Hand, like those guys. Oh, yeah. They're going to fucking go on tour. Like, I would, if it was possible to go for like not a shit ton of money, I would totally try to go to that. And I would probably, I would love, totally go see, I would the, love the, the shit out of it. Guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would be like a, I would super nerd out on that. And yeah, if they're doing like, you know, Escape from the City and like all those, you know, the, the classics Seven Rings in Hand, uh, Living in the City, uh, Pumpkin, back in time, uh, all, all, all those great, all those great Sonic <laughs> songs, you know. Pumpkin, get all yeah. the original performers, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd go on that tour, and Pumpkin Hill, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's a different band, uh, I think. But, but no, I just I, I remember Cover. that from being from the direct, where I was like, oh, oh, you're going fucking on tour. I would love to see that. But I think that's it. Actually, there's one thing. It's not really a news thing, but there was like a crazy Twitter. Well, crazy that I don't understand it, but there was a Japanese Twitter or Japanese tweet about lollipop chainsaw which is like its 10th anniversary and i actually knew about this before before people had talked about the tweet because i follow james gunn and james gunn has been posting stuff like on twitter and instagram and all that stuff james gunn ex trauma trauma person wrote uh you know was involved in uh tromeo and juliet and terra firmer and a bunch of other shit he was also in toxic Avenger. guardians 4. of the galaxy yeah guardians got- of the galaxy um Got called out for some the super bad tweets uh, he made. He did a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, he made, he was just he was it was his trauma days. So he was just trying to. It was shit he made like did like twenty he years ago. The wall to see what would stick. Yeah. Well, he was trying to you know, as they say, as they say in yeah. Terra Firmer, he was being mm. a, he was being offensive to get people to pay attention to you pretty much or to look at shit as they say in Terra Firmer. Yeah. But you know, he was trying to rattle people's cages and all that stuff. But no, uh, there's there's like now there's like a new speculation about. 
lollipop chainsaw getting a remake or a sequel or something personally i'd like to play it i never actually played it but it was uh it's like the only video game that james gunn worked on and uh there was it was kind of divisive when it came out like people thought it was kind of dumb or they sort of liked it. oh and it's also made by the same wasn't it involved as well with the no more heroes guys like Suda was involved with it, i thought i think so, so right? yeah. but it'd be cool if they re-released it and all that is all i'm saying put it on switch i'll play it i'll try it out it was cool. Like I remember the main character. Well, I mean, I saw videos of it. The main character had like a had like a head, a like chopped off head that was like her sidekick it was like this was like this this dumb dude that was just a head that was tied to her belt. I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. But no, I, I'd like to check it out at some point. It could be kind of fun. I want to briefly just mention all the Netflix because Netflix mentioned a, a slew of. Oh yeah, they, oh shows. yeah, they had they had a direct too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So they mentioned. I never. Have, I didn't see it. Castlevania Nocturne, which is starring Richter Belmont. They've got Tekken Bloodline, a Tekken TV show. It's kind of cool. Dragon Age, if anybody still cares about Dragon Age, there's a new series of that coming in December. Capcom, right? Uh, I mean, there's another one of those coming too, I think. They showed footage from uh, Sonic Prime, including Big the Cat. I know there's some Big the Cat fans out there. That's me right here. The <laughs> biggest Big the Cat. But I just think he's a funny... I mean, it's just a funny, ridiculous Sonic character that never really made any I sense. I just—I will always remember just the random time I was playing. <laughs> yeah, we Sonic just shows up. And, rings. Yeah, yeah. Were you there when that happened? I think a couple of times. I saw it. I saw Big the Cat with you. I mean, maybe not because, every time, but I did see it. Because he's not like a—he's not like a playable character. He just appears. Or whatever, yeah. Where you playing? There was one moment where I was like in this temple toward the end of the game, and I did something that triggered this random cutscene. Where it just floated off, the camera just floated off and looked toward Big the Cat sitting off in the background. I remember like, seeing watching that, yeah. me. It was creepy. Yeah. It was creepy. Like, why, why did this happen? This, I, I could never recreate it. But it just I mean, to be fair, that's what cat. cats do. <laughs> it's like watching yeah. you all the time. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, I've been, I've been, I mean, I, I worked all day, like two days ago, and then I was out of town. And just the cats here have been just like been just terrorizing just while I'm gone. They're they're just freaking out because I'm oh, not no. here. They they miss me a lot. I guess they've they've been tearing up the place. The last Netflix thing was season two of the Cuphead show debuts in August. I'm looking forward to that because I actually really enjoyed those Cuphead cartoons. And then maybe a good one to end on is that the Grammy Awards have added us a category for video game score. Oh yeah, that's, no, cool. that's that's super rad. Actually, I like seeing that. Like, that's is this really the cool. first year of that? First yeah, year. really? Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. There's been, yeah, because there's been other video game songs that have been nominated and won. Right. They've got their own category now. I never really gave a shit okay. about Grammys because I don't care about mainstream music and all that, but it's cool to have some recognition. Man, had this happened so two many... years ago, Hades would have won some shit. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's but there's so many incredible video game soundtracks and that it's nice to see like somebody, you know, say something about it. Celeste would have won. I have also, no doubt. Also, speaking of that, a friend of the show. Uh, John Wedgworth let me in on, apparently there's a whole bunch of video game uh, soundtrack podcasts are coming together and doing their own episodes about uh, the uh, Mount Rushmore of video game music creators and all that, uh, composers. And we're going to be involved in that as well. So I'm going to do a WART radio cool. about the four ones that I think belong. On Tim that. Fallins. He's in George the run- he's in the running. He's in the running for sure. Tim Fallon, I just found got out some today, ideas going through. But Tim Fallon was definitely. I was thinking about that because Tim Fallon does well. Was it a uh, Spider-Man? The X-Men has a really killer soundtrack, and he did that. But no, it's. I'm trying to figure I out how. Solstice, dude. I'm trying to figure out how Solstice. I'm going to spin it. Well, I'm going to spin it, and I want to play like a bunch of different varieties from each composer as well, of course. But 
that's something to look forward to and all that. And I did want to read, uh, we did, we did get a comment on last week's episode that I want to read real quick before we go. Uh, Jeremy Arthur, a listener said, just, fin- just finished the episode and wanted to thank Trey for calling final fantasy 16, exactly what it is. A shitty devil may cry light clone. Well said, sir. And, uh, Yes, it's nice to see somebody's behind me on that <laughs> of my shade that I'm throwing at Final Fantasy 16. There, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we appreciate your comment. Yeah, throw all the shade you want. I don't care about <laughs> Final Fantasy 16. So, but it doesn't look like it. it's not cool. a it's not a Final Fantasy game. And they even they even brought in like a Devil May Cry developer. They're even they're not even trying. Like let's make it a DMC fighter game. Whatever. It's dumb. It's I don't give a shit about it. But they're gonna call it Final May Fantasy. It looks like a fighting game. Like it's it's stupid. I'm like you, you've really lost your way here. Like I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, Fantasy final. It's like oh, it, I mean, I've said it a million times. Play Dragon Quest. Better, better games. Better series. I didn't mention that they they showed some stuff from a One Piece, the One Piece RPG, and I thought it looked cool because it reminded me of Dragon Quest Eleven. So that's cool. And plus that that anime is cool. I've watched a hundred episodes of it. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to our podcast. If you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash podcast, and you can hear our bonus shows. There's different levels. At the $5 level, you can see the videos unedited early. You can also like listen to the WRT radios that are every month wrap up all the in-between stuff and all that. Got some comments on the last one as well. I'm sorry listening to that myself. It. Like, I, I mean, I kind of, but like now I'm just like, I dedicate a chunk of my time to just. Well, thank you. Thank you for appreciating. Uh, uh, was it one of our patrons uh Mentioned us on Twitter as well that that, that the last one was really good the the last WTA radio that it did which had a lot of NES stuff from our NES episode which was the last I believe that did. was uh, our friend who was a uh, friend of the so- Super GG Radio Joel yeah. Dewitt yeah. He said, being a DJ must be at Nintendo underscore domain stream job. This week's WRT Radio is fresh. Good song arrangements matches a real warm sound. Good job. Thanks for the support. Um, yeah, and you can find us on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Um, I'm, I've been allowed back into Twitch again, so twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I want to stream something soon that's not Terraformer. I, I, I want to just like stream myself playing Knights of Old Republic or something like that. I'll, I'll play something next week, I promise, at some point. Check all that out. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Jeremy and I are on there. I'm at Nintendo underscore domain. Jeremy's at jmaxstack. Check us out Remember there. Remember to join our Strikers Club. What's that number again? Oh, yeah, the Strikers Club. Um, I lost it. <laughs> it's I, I should I should have it memorized by now since I read it like five thousand times <laughs> earlier. It's uh I got it right here. Five L as in Larry, H as in Hurricane, P as in Pineapple, B as in Blender, X as in Xeno Gears, B as in Blender. There you go. That's our uh strikers club. And uh yeah, and we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Kowski. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya.
little story I like to tell about four youngsters coming out of the shells. You might be wondering what this world's come to. Talking turtles all burst and come through. Straight from the sewers, making maneuvers in New York City, bringing it to wrong viewers. See you next week for more E-Zero, the never-ending E-Zero.